1: the retirement of DSC. Six shows to go.
2: All right. Yeah, you heard that right. Six shows to go. Before we fold this tent up, one week from today is our final DSC show ever. ZZ Top bringing us our sixth song today. I had a choice between ZZ Top and Five Finger Death Punch. What is that? Coin flip. <laughs> Let me see what I missed out on the FFDP boys. I'm on
3: the let's take a
2: look All right, ZZ top with us here. <laughs> 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 How about an evening with Five Finger Death Punch and Metallica Chainsaw?
4: Ooh, that sounds pretty good. It'll be loud. Bring your earplugs, but you will be energized. The music's
2: too loud! We'll have more tickets for you to see exactly that. Coming up today here. Uh, we've uh, Thank you to Metallica. They've given us tickets to give away. Uh, not just for a show, but, you know, Metallica has decided every city they're stopping in, and they're going to do a show, two shows at SoFi. They're doing two shows every night, and the two shows will be completely different.
5: Yep, no repeats.
2: You will see no song. In other words, they're going to sing on Friday night and Sunday night. Any song they sing on Friday night, they will not sing on Sunday night. Well, what about... What, what, if I, what if I... Yeah, that's right. That's why you got to go to both, and that's what we're doing for you. Really? Both Yeah, them. because they're going to have different opening acts as well. On both nights. Hmm, tricky little move from the Metallica guys. Pretty clever. I like it. So, uh, at some point this morning, I will give you tickets to both shows, and then you'll be qualified for the grand prize. And you know what that is. You got gas money to get the SoFi, because it's not like that's right around the corner. Get your hotel accommodations. Probably Beverly Wilshire, something like that, I'm thinking. (laughs)
4: They (laughs) have a Four Seasons up there, probably.
2: I believe the Beverly Wilshire is a Four Seasons. Something like that. Yeah. It'll be a hotel of some kind. And we'll send you backstage to be drinking whiskey. So that's a pretty nice prize. We'll give that away for those concerts that are coming to SoFi Stadium in August. All
6: right,
2: you want to hear the final tally tabulations from the Rady Children's give sure. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for participating. We do that uh, every Christmas. A two-day stretch, and we just finished it yesterday. We did a Wednesday and a Thursday. And, you know, we're shaking you down. We know what we're doing. And we have a goal. It's a big goal because we've done it before, and we want to get a quarter million dollars. That's
4: right. It's a healthy chunk of change. Saves a lot of kids. It's awesome. $250,000.
2: It's a lot. It's a lot. Yesterday's grand total, $535,000. Thousand <laughs> nice.
4: dollars. You approve this tally, Chris Boyer. We can do a recount. You know, I mean, trickles in, absentee mm. ballots, That's a good all point. That
7: stuff. Let's go to Chris
2: Boyer right now for the counting. Does he sign off or not? Is it certified, Chris Boyer?
6: Let's just certify it. it sounds good. All right, very uh, good. Only it said that after the last five elections.
2: Boyer's pleased. So over, it's actually over $535,000, so great job, everybody, every single person, but of course, especially me. Of course. You
4: You carried the ball, buddy.
2: Thank you to Mark Lord, who again yesterday came in uh, with his son, and they are, for the fifth year in a row, a DSC matching our donor. Mm -hmm. You know that? They... uh, they come in and they say, if you give us $20, we'll give $20. If you give $2,000, we'll give $2,000. Over the years, these people have donated $25,000. And so the suggestion was, and and people who listen to this regularly mm-hmm. say, uh, don't you think that guy ought to be in the DSC Hall of Fame? Okay. And I do. I think he should, don't you think? I mean, this yeah. guy. No, uh, Chainsaw says no.
3: Chainsaw.
2: And I tried. Sorry, Mark. I tried. Well, hey, it was immediately shot down.
4: Oh, well, go ahead. All right, we'll let him in.
2: No, no we don't want that. We don't want all rights. We want, <laughs> we want a unanimous and hearty, enthusiastic vote.
4: I want him in.
2: I don't believe you.
4: I ah. was just kidding before. Huh. They're the lords after a while.
2: How do we know you're not kidding just now? No. Um, hmm, See, when someone point. says I'm just kidding.
3: Yeah.
5: Hmm. Uh, yeah, after a really quick reaction at first, you know, no, yeah. we're feeling it. I was goofing around. You're so goofy. We
4: mm.
2: didn't even
5: know when you are telling
3: <laughs> Can't tell.
2: You can never tell. No, no. Me and
4: Boyer, you can never tell.
2: Well, we never know who's Boyer and who's Chainsaw. That's
4: true. I get <laughs> us confused all the time.
2: Well, that was a good run for the last two days. Over $535,000 for Rady Children's Hospital. We'd like a receipt, by the way, please. Yeah. So that we can validate our parking and everything that happened for the past <laughs> two days here. And deduct
4: but... the last five years of our salary. Now, Chris Boyer, you want him in? You want the Lords in?
6: Sure, bring
2: All him in. Right. Neither one of these guys sound convincing to me.
6: I want them there's
2: in. Neither the one of them sound convincing.
6: Do you... I want them in. I heard
2: Boyer say... Uh, mm. There's a pause. Sure. And you were, no, I was <laughs> around. there was no hesitation with you. And Boyer hesitated and betrayed his reluctance. <laughs> mm.
5: This wasn't a one-time thing. They did this year after year after year. Their 25,000 essentially yeah, equals 50,000 because it was a matching hour. So they helped bump those other donations up. I was hey, Ivanka,
7: around. I was kidding.
2: They said no. Oh, the counting's over.
7: I was oh. kidding. Oh,
2: God. Sorry, Ivanka. I'm- they said no.
4: I'm denying the Lord. Oh, my God. That's He's like, going to hell. I'm it happens. Hell. I'm going to hell.
2: It does happen. What are you going to oh, do? Man. Hey, I've got a question for you. I'm in. I have a question for you. Is it okay to have in business, not not just your private phone, but in business, is it okay to have a full uh, voicemail box? You're calling to talk to someone about business and they're not there. Hi, so-and-so's not here. Leave a message. The mailbox is full and you cannot leave a message here. No, I form.
4: think it's, it's it, yeah, it's bad form. Oh,
5: it's like those unread emails. Take care of your messages, people.
2: Yeah, it's, this is voicemail I'm talking about. not email. I know, but I'm yeah. just
5: saying to me, it's like the same thing. Take yeah. care of those messages, clear it up, have your voicemail open for people who need to get a hold of you and leave a message.
2: The reason I ask is because I know that Chris Boyer probably oh. is a, um, uh, a more vocal proponent Or opponent. How about that? A more vocal opponent of voicemail than anyone else here on the show. I don't want to hear a voicemail. Just send me a text. Right. Right. Yeah. You would much prefer that. And that is a growing attitude. People don't even like to put um, a professional message on their cell phones. You get this, that automated one. And I've talked to my kids about that and... I get a very – they listen to me very patiently, and then they return to Gilmore
3: Girls.
2: (laughs) They're very respectful of their dear old father. They listen, and they act like they're interested, and then they just go, "Mm -hmm," and they go back to Lauren and Rory Gilmore. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if it has become that way even in business now because when – I'm still old-fashioned on this stuff – if I'm calling someone in business and I'm calling their business number, which was given to me as if you want to do business with this person, here's their business phone. And I hear that I get so turned off. I just have to assume that is a sloppy, slovenly attitude towards work. And that's the kind of attention I'm going to get if I'm trying to do work with you.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
2: And yet I've had people say no. No. People are setting up their work voicemail full on purpose because they don't want to deal with it. Is that right? Yeah, because voicemail is dying. Voicemail is the next technology that's going to die off. People don't want to. Eat, boy, you don't like it?
6: Hate it. Tell
2: me, true. tell me, you really do. The idea—if you see on your phone you've got a voicemail—yeah. Go ahead.
6: Now I have to call a voicemail number, listen to a message. Well, you don't. You just. It's, it's
2: transcribed in front of you on your phone. You, you don't have it. to listen to anything. It reads it, it, read it just it. like a text, but okay. go ahead.
6: Yeah, I've, I've had limited success with that on mine. and
2: That's operator error then. You should look into that.
6: could be speaker error. What do you mean? The person who's speaking the message doesn't always transcribe correctly. And uh, then you got to call the person back anyway. So why don't you just say, call me, text me a message, call me, I'll call you one call, not two. Done.
2: Now, right. I understand you don't like voicemail. Yeah. But you don't need to make up a bunch of lies about how Mushmouth calls you every day, oh, and that can't be translated. <laughs> come on. Don't make up a bunch of crap.
6: Okay. That's been my experience.
2: One time? One time, one word didn't come through, and you saw a dash instead of the word? One Something word like in a whole. Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> so like I said, you don't have to make stuff up. I'm yeah. not arguing you, with you your preference. You just don't want it.
6: Don't want it. I shouldn't have to take... Uh, two phone calls or listen or make two phone calls.
2: Yes, you should. Because you set it up. Uh Aha. You invited it. You set up voicemail. Do you not have a message that says, hi, this is Chris Boyer? What does it say?
6: I don't know. I don't know. What does it say? Really, I swear to you, David, I don't know.
2: Here we go. Yeah. Allow me.
6: (laughs) Yes, please. Just
2: dive deep here.
6: I probably did.
2: No, no. You're going to make me go through this nonsense, aren't getting
5: you? Getting nervous.
2: Put it down. Put it down. Don't worry. I'll, I'll look it up for you. Okay. Hang on. I got to look up your stupid phone number.
6: This might have been when I was looking for a job. I
2: think. Listen, <laughs> you're still making oh, up man. lies. Okay. And <laughs> if you still have an invitation on there, so be it. Let's see what we get. You ready? Yeah. Greetings. See the call coming in? I do. And you're not going to do me a favor of sending me straight to voicemail so I don't have to listen? Uh. Hi, this is Chris. Please leave a
6: message. I'll call you back. Oh. Or better yet, just send me a text. Please leave a message. I, I, did said, hear the,
2: I did hear the better yet, but you've invited people. You're participating in that which you loathe.
6: Yeah, You said please.
2: Please leave a message. In fact, it was your first preference.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, i got to fix that.
2: Mm-hmm. I
3: have
6: to fix that. It's funny, yeah. it's
2: a backwards message because your preference comes second. You're right. I know that. <laughs> I shouldn't have to listen to this just because I invited you to do it. But
6: why is it you don't like it? Because you have to then... Make one call to the voicemail thing and listen to it. And then make another call to the person who left the voicemail. See
2: how he still hasn't caught on that you don't have to call voicemail? You just punch a button or read it. Yeah, he's (laughs) he's not letting go of that bone. He's still circling back to, I have to call my voicemail. Even though we've explained to him, you can read voicemail just like a text.
4: I or punch I... a button. You don't have to call anything. You just punch a All button. All you do is open it, the app,
2: just it. like you open your texting match. You just your your texting app. You just open it. Up. But you just don't like it. You don't have to explain why.
4: And Boyer is obviously not alone on this. I've had three phone calls in the last two weeks where I had specific kind of a who, what, when, where, and why things that were pertinent to some business I had and some doctor's appointment or whatever. Three in a row, and I that detailed night. Hung up the phone. I said, nailed it. How could that person not get that message? I get the call back. Yeah, what's up? I said, oh. Didn't listen. Didn't listen to mm. it. Didn't listen. People don't. Right. They That's don't want to listen.
2: Yeah. yeah. So is it, uh, you think it's dying out? Voicemail, is it yes. dying out? Yes. Yeah. 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 And you want it to. Yes. Yeah. And do you feel okay about that with a business phone?
6: Yeah, I would just, uh, if I can't get a hold of the person... You call up. I call a business.
2: You call a business, and you're not texting, obviously. You're calling because you right. want to talk.
5: Sorry. I'm... Sorry Josh. What was... I'm, trying to... I'm trying to get something up on the thing. I thought my mic was off.
2: <laughs> heard something going on over there. I'm like, what's Can you this? you stop
5: it? talking for a minute? Stop talking. <laughs> Thank you.
6: And if I so you to...
2: hate voicemail, and yet you participate in it by calling people.
6: If I could send them a text at their office number, I would be... Happy to do that.
2: Sure, but when you're calling someone for the first time, someone you don't even know, they work at a business, they got a camshaft that you need to buy, right? Mm. So you call over there, and you want to leave a message. You'll do that, won't you? Reluctantly, uh-huh.
6: because that does that mean yes? Yes. Uh
2: huh. So, but if they say said- you invite people to leave voicemail, which you hate, and you leave voicemail yourself. Which you hate, which seems to me makes you a 100% participant in voicemail.
6: Yes. Hmm. Yeah, and, and if I called somebody and got their voicemail and they said, you can send me a text at this number, I would prefer that.
2: So you would hang up and then text. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I've already got the machine recording. I'll hang up. I'll start over. I'll dial it again, and then I'll type out my message. Yeah. Very efficient.
6: That way they don't have to call me back. They can just send me a text back and yeah.
2: we're good.
4: And he might have a point because there's a fair assumption that, I don't know, a large percentage of people won't even listen to the voicemail anyway. Right.
2: I'm just wondering if, they, if, if, if it's becoming okay to have a full voicemail box mm. when you're trying to buy stuff from people. You're calling up a company. I want to buy something from you. And you're at a dead end.
4: That's a bad form because a certain percentage of uh, their business will be generated by voicemail uh, messages and purchases.
2: Yeah. And there are still people, we have them right here, who sit at a desk with a desk phone that cannot receive text. They've got an office phone, you know, and I never know what I'm calling.
4: That's right. That's right. And then you try to text back and it's, ah, this doesn't receive
5: it. Right. Landline.
2: "Ah," Right.
4: And now you've. Done three.
2: Now I'm on my third attempt yeah. at leaving a message here.
3: Yeah,
5: I don't even get a response a for that if it's a landline. I never, I never end up knowing.
2: You don't get some sort through. of a failure a, to send back. a text?
5: No, because this happened recently. I was trying to get a hold of someone, and I didn't realize that it was like an office desk desk phone. Yeah, and so I thought I had been getting a hold of them or whatever, and they just weren't responding. And then it turns out, no, that's the office line. We my don't. My phone gets a bing back oh. real quick. That's it. Oh. You've got iPhone. I recently didn't. I have an iPhone, but yeah. this last one, it unless they were lying to me. <laughs>
3: mm. uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's a good one. Oh, sorry,
5: it was I didn't get this. Yes. I bought it. Oh,
2: son of a. Yeah, sometimes when I'm calling these people, I, I leave, I, uh, I try to leave a message, and then I get that, the mailbox is full, and you cannot leave a message. So I talk to those people, I'm like, and by the way, I try to leave you a message, your voicemail's full. And they're like, yeah, I know poppy <laughs> alright we got some important things solved in that first break yes, day. it's did. our sixth show to go yeah. voicemail is dying out we are. We
3: are contributing
2: mush from the Cosby kids regularly calling Chris Boyer trying to leave a voicemail Boyer <laughs> can't read it and uh, Mark Lord can take all his hopes and dreams of being no, in the Hall of Fame him and him
3: in. suck it! First
2: I answer, buddy. First answer. He's Bing. in or I quit. You're not in. Ah. Boyer doesn't want him in. I mean, I have to keep working now. We
4: can
6: <laughs>
2: tell. We can tell.
6: I didn't get the money. Right. It, it's it, it, The money did not come to us. Sure. Usually we put people in the DSC Hall of Fame for doing things that benefit us.
2: So then why did you vote him in? <laughs> what are you doing over there?
6: I felt pressure. Why are you just... I felt pressure.
2: You won't come sit in my lap. I'll stroke your hair and tell you a little story.
1: <laughs> 1015 KGB. Wants to thank the DSC for 32 years on San Diego radio.
5: It's the retirement of DSE. Thanks, guys. Thank you. 101.
1: And I tried to break the tension. I just asked her. I, that's all I said. I go, hey, wh- where are you guys from anyway? And I could tell that she was on to me. She goes, very condescendingly, she says, I'm from California. If you're asking my ethnicity, I am Chinese. And her husband was just cool. He was like, I'm Mexican, bro. I said, well, I'm sorry if I offended you by asking, but you're a very beautiful couple. And miss, there's no question that you're going to give birth to the hardest working baby this world has ever seen. (laughs)
0: That's not a bad joke. She got very
1: upset. She got up to leave immediately. But she didn't just leave. She had to take one last dig at me on the way out. I will never... Buy one of your DVDs again, Dave Chappelle. I said, ma'am, with all due respect, Chinese people don't buy DVDs. <laughs> oh, there, is...
2: there is no respect coming when someone says, with all due respect. That's, That's what people should start those with. Here comes a big whopping dose of disrespect for you, pal. Like Mark Lord, with all due respect, Uh, you're not in. I want him (laughs) in. Here is the chainsaw to talk sports now on the DSC show. Good morning. Good morning. And thank you, David. And hello again, everybody in the sports world.
4: Step aside, Tom Cruise. See you later, Tom Hanks. Brad Pitt, never heard of you. There's a new king of
1: Hollywood. Second and ten. Mayfield to the end. zone to Jefferson. Is that possible? Touchdown. This is impossible. They go 98 yards. There is a new leading man in Hollywood. (laughs) Holy mackerel. This is unbelievable.
3: Unbelievable. 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 Yeah, yeah.
4: Well, Baker Mayfield, the Cleveland and Carolina cast-off, arrived in L.A. two days ago, learned the playbook, and took the Rams 98 yards with a minute 40 left to beat the Raiders on Thursday night football 17-16. Combined with the Raiders committing one penalty after another, the Rams were actually down 16-3 with three and a half minutes left before scoring twice, including that game winner. In fact, with the Raiders leading 13-3 at halftime. They became the first team in recorded history to blow four double-digit halftime leads in one season. Is that good? Mm. As for Baker Mayfield, even Raiders quarterback Derek Carr understood what this meant. To him? Yeah,
0: it's tough, but it's the NFL. You know, these are professionals. There's really cool stories and cool moments for some guys, and um, I'm sure Baker will love that moment for the rest of his life, you know, to come in and be able to do what he did on, on just a short notice. Um, you got to give credit to them, you know, uh, for those moments. So it is It's frustrating. It's tough.
4: Rams snap a six-game losing streak. They're now 4-9, and nine. Raiders 5-8. and eight. The San Diego Padres and their fans are still euphoric over landing Xander Bogarts a uh, player most San Diegans uh, pretty much have never heard of before, but now that we got him, everyone agrees he's going to lead us to our first World Series (laughs) title. (laughs) But the Padres are not done. You know, they're not stopping at Bogarts. General Manager A.J. Preller has now set his sights on acquiring James (laughs) Cagney's, Clark Gables, Elmer Fudd's, and John Waynes. Well,
0: now, don't overdo it.
4: WNBA star Brittany Griner is free, and you can tell she's been in confinement for a while. Her first words were, Kanye said what?
3: <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> in my ass it have
7: I've done comedy for a while. I've done uh, a lot of different shows. Uh, I did one in a prison once. <laughs> so we go in. Let's say you guys are the inmates. So I'm sitting here. I'm, like, doing my dumb jokes. None of it works. Every joke I have involves being outside in the past 30 years. Like... (laughs) I'm just... I'm like, traffic's crazy. You guys remember? Who remembers... People remember traffic here, right? Uh... So, I'm doing my dumb jokes, and then an inmate gets up and starts walking towards me. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. You know, like, he's gonna use me to break out. Uh... So, and I don't want to point at him, but no one's like, look, at, but I am using hand gestures. I'm like, what do you guys do on this side of the room? Should he be walking up like that? Uh, turns out the bathrooms are behind me. He's a good guy. I judged him on what he was wearing and where we were at. Basketball Association.
4: Ah. Only three games last night. The Clippers caged the Heat. San Antonio Cromartied Houston and Denver Natalie'd Portland. Levy's Lakers lose at Philadelphia tonight. And other sports, David. Do
2: you know that Chris Collinsworth started playing college football in 1977? That's when he started playing wow. serious football. Wow. And he has been playing football. For calling football games for forty-five years, uh. and he saw a touchdown last night, and it was unbelievable. What are these guys going to say? Like, if Martians land in the middle of the show? <laughs> I think I mean, well, that's well, that's something else. But did you catch that play-action fake? That was unbelievable. That Thirteen was- million dollars a year is what Chris Collinsworth gets. Tell you, it's unbelievable yeah. that he just saw a touchdown 45 years
5: in. Or it was Kirk
2: Herbstreit, but who cares? Oh.
5: I thought who that cares? was Collins. That wasn't who Collinsworth.
2: Cares? Oh, that was such a good bit, right up until it was wrong.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hell, and this is yours. One one five. Hey, GBFM Sports Network.
3: I'm wearing her clothes, her silk pantyhose, walking around in women's
1: underwear. In the store, there's a teddy with little straps like spaghetti. It holds me so tight, like handcuffs at night, walking around in women's underwear. In the office, there's a guy named Melvin. He pretends that I am Murphy Brown. He'll say, are you ready? We'll
3: say, whoa, man. Let's wait until the wife is out of town. Later on. Walking around
7: in women's underwear. Walking around in women's underwear. Walking around in women's
3: underwear.
2: Speaking of uh, President Biden's cross-dressing nuclear official. <laughs> Did you see now? <laughs> that he's been busted for stealing other luggage?
5: No. 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 I think yeah. not the latest.
2: Yeah, this guy You might have you might have heard about this uh, last week. Uh, President Biden has a nuclear official who is a, a very out very flamboyant uh, flamboyant crossdresser and got busted stealing someone's suitcase. And he said, "Oh, I didn't mean to. I was tired." And they kept digging into the story and it found out Not only did he know he stole the suitcase, he took all the clothes out, got rid of them, and kept the suitcase. And by the way, the suitcase was very expensive, very appealing to the fashion world. And so he kept lying about it, and they kept uncovering it. And now they're finding out that this guy has a habit of stealing other people's luggage and lying about it. And he is in the president's office.
4: I hope not for long. Mm. Well, what's he he waiting for? Yeah, seriously.
2: It just seems like the president is fearful of upsetting the LGBTQ community. He'd much rather get busy trading spies for basketball players. Yes. Now, I was asking Chris Boyer about that during uh, Bon Jovi. And let me play a little bit of devil's advocate with you on this deal that we made for Brittany Griner versus, I think the guy's name is Victor Bout. Victor Bout, I think, is the Russian terrorist that we had. And Russia had Brittany Griner, the American basketball player, and uh, Victor Bout was in jail and had many, many more years of jail to serve. And Brittany Griner was in jail in Russia and had many, many more years of jail to serve. And so they decided to do a trade. And the trade came down yesterday that the United States would trade this guy who is an actual convicted murderer. In fact, his he got caught... When he got caught, he was working on plans to sell bombs to terrorist countries to put on American commercial airliners. That's when he got tripped up. That's what he was working on. And we traded him for Brittany Griner, who brought weed into Russia when she was doing some sort of Russian trip over there. And it depends on who you ask. Some people are celebrating it going, this is great. We got Brittany Griner back. You asked President Biden or uh, the Speaker of the House, she is absolutely thrilled about it as well. Nancy Pelosi. She thinks it's great. They're all celebrating and carrying on like this is wonderful. But Chris Boyer does not like it. Mm. Oh. A- so here's my question to you. And I'm going to play a little devil's advocate for you. If you're at the trading table, you're at this poker table, and you know they're not going to give us the Marine that we wanted. Right. Russia's got this Marine. And we wanted to get, it seems to be anyway, like I know, like I'm inside on this stuff. But it seems like it would have made the American public a little bit happier if we gotten Brittany Griner and this United States Marine that Russia had been holding, in trade for this guy that they call the Merchant of Death. People might have been a little bit more satisfied. I
4: think that's fair to say, yes.
2: But if you're at the table and you're playing this poker game and you know you're not getting the Marine, mm. he's not on the table, forget it.
4: Not in this negotiation. Not happening.
2: Is it better to get something get Brittany Griner? And I'm asking you this, Chris Bort. Is it better to get Brittany Griner, at least get something, as opposed to walking away with nothing? No. All right.
6: Because you've traded a high value for a low value. And you don't know that in the next six months or a year, you couldn't be able to get uh, somebody else that the Russians really want back. Mm-hmm. And maybe swap both of them for the two people.
2: Well, like you said, you don't know. I don't know. No one knows. Nobody so knows. your thing is that you don't know.
6: I, I don't know, but I'm not swapping uh, Victor Booth, who is a really, really terribly bad guy. Yes, he is. Who's got a lot of life left mm-hmm. and can do a lot more damage in his remaining life.
2: You think he's too we... dangerous to let go? Yes. Now, do you think... Here's This is the devil's advocate part of my discussion with you here. Do you think that Russia, when they suffered the loss of Victor Boot, whatever his name is, when that guy got thrown in jail, do you think Russia said, well, forget it. That's it for our terrorist plans. We can't continue without that one guy. Or did they replace him and just keep on going the way they were going? I mean, did they stop? No. Then what's the difference if they get him back or not? Because someone just stepped right into his shoes and picked up his work.
6: The difference is that by trading... A low-value target like uh, Brittany Griner, it means that all Americans, who just might happen to commit an infraction in Russia or whatever, now become bait. Are all
2: Americans, like Brittany Griner, low-value?
6: If they have not committed a serious crime against Russia...
2: What about the value of their human life?
6: uh, Well, in a communist country, it's very little.
2: And you say low value like you're a communist, but here in America, we value human life. Brittany Griner certainly falls into that. So, doesn't, isn't she a high value person just by being a human being and a, and a resident of the United States?
6: Well, she hates this country. So, let's not overlook that.
2: Is, oh, that, is a, that right?
4: Is that an overstatement at all? Or is she just uh, crying for change? She hates
6: the country. Okay. She's spoken uh, badly about it. And
2: what she say that makes you think she hates the country?
6: Uh, well, first, she didn't even stand for the anthem. Mm. So,
2: well, I guess that's up for debate on whether or not you hate the country while not standing for the anthem. You know, I know that's your interpretation, but you're speaking for her. I am. Which is a little unfair. Okay. All
6: right. So let's say,
2: let me play a little more devil's advocate with you. Chris Boyer, diplomat at the sure. highest level. <laughs> let's say Russia says, all right, I'll tell you what, we'll give you this Marine and Brittany Griner for Victor Bout. What do you say?
6: Now we have something that bears maybe some consideration.
2: All right. Now I've got one more question for you. Are you not regularly scolding me saying you never bargain with terrorists? Absolutely never. And what are you doing? Sitting at a table bargaining with terrorists? What happened to your, your pillar? It's your pillar of your constitution. You never bargain with terrorists. Why aren't you at the table going, we don't want her back. We don't want that Marine back. We don't bargain with you. We're keeping this guy in jail until he rots. Tough. What happened to you?
6: God, that, it, 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 you're right. You're right.
2: Well, this is why I often question you and your zero tolerance policy, because I'm still waiting for someone to prove to me that zero tolerance has ever worked positively in any situation anywhere.
6: Yeah, I don't have a. I I don't have an answer. I, I cannot justify it. I cannot justify it.
4: But you still have a very strong opinion about something that you don't and can't justify. You don't justify.
2: back up. <laughs> 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 you I, very strong opinion about never ju- never bargaining with terrorists. Now get out of my way. I got to go bargain with these terrorists. God
6: damn it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's it's
4: really It really is a hard one for everybody.
2: Of course yeah. it is. That's yeah. that's why that's why you can't have these The world is gray, Jack. Yeah. The world is great.
6: Absolutes uh, don't work. But when you give up, uh, you know, say like Obama did, five high value uh, Afghan warlords for one guy who was a traitor to the U.S. troops and he was running AWOL in Afghanistan, that's nothing you would ever do. It makes you look weak. It makes you look horrible.
2: I agree. I agree that it makes you look weak until you look at it on the human life Scale, and then it looks like we got a human. We got an American citizen, a living, viable American citizen back, and their family does not think that looks weak.
6: Five for one, five Afghan warlords.
2: Their family does not think that looks weak. It mattered to them.
4: It's kind of that Saving Private Ryan sure. conundrum where Absolutely. Tom Hanks let that guy they had run free naked after they had him, the the German, and then in the end of the movie.
2: Spoiler alert! He killed one of Hank's
4: troops. He killed Hank's. Ooh. He's the guy who shot Hank's. Am I wrong about that? I think he's the guy who actually shot Hank's. And
2: I thought was... Hanks got shot up by someone, but whatever, didn't yeah. I thought he got it by a plane or something. Anyway. Um, I'm also reading today here that Bam Margera is on life support.
5: Oh God! You know, it's so sad to say this. I'm not surprised to hear that, but what happened? He pneumonia. Like, Oh no. COVID pneumonia. Oh, God.
2: He's on a ventilator.
5: Oh no. Mm-hmm. God, his health was just declining before that. So he just I think he possibly relapsed recently. Um, yeah,
2: he tried to God, he he so escaped sad. from a rehab center and stuff. He's 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 got challenges. Yeah, he does. What other big stories are happening in the crackpot news today?
5: Um, normally I would I would know not to ask you this, David, but did you watch Celine Dion's video yesterday?
2: I didn't, but I'm aware oh. of what's happening with this woman, and its I, I didn't even know this was a thing. It is heartbreaking.
5: It is, actually. I, I teared up. I teared up watching her. My soul just was sure. crushed watching her. She looks scared. Have so you heard I, about this, you guys? A little no. bit. No. It is an absolutely devastating, sounds like one of the scariest diagnoses I've ever heard of.
2: There's a an illness or a condition, a syndrome, whatever you want to call it. That you can get and it's not very common and they call it like stiff person syndrome or statue disease and her body is literally freezing up and she has these moments where her body the muscles freeze up and she can't move and that's why they call and it's got kind of a rough name in this day and age where we have gentle thoughtful names for everything they call this stiff person's syndrome or something like that.
5: It is what it is exactly.
2: Yeah. And uh her body is, is slowly but surely. She's going Tin Man, needing the oil can. She's freezing up.
5: And they have no cure Never for heard this. of this before. No. Never. Yeah, and they no cure for this. um I'll post the video of her because it's just... Hmm. You've got to love her. I mean, no matter if you like her music or if it drives you crazy, there's something about her that's very lovable. And, you know, every, she's kind of America's sweetheart. Well... As a Canadian? As a Canadian. <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah.
5: But anyways, it's, no, it's I, literally one of the saddest things a superstar. I've ever seen. Of course she is, yeah. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll get more into that.
2: You know, all this fall, there's been this battle, this racehorse battle, photo finish at the end for the majority control of the House of Representatives and the Senate, and it looked like it was going to be a split decision that the Republicans would have control of the House mm-hmm. and the Democrats would have control of the Senate. And now we have this Democrat senator from Arizona saying, I'm out of the Democrat Party. And the Democrats and Joe Biden are going, wait,
3: wait, 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 what?
2: (laughs) And she goes, well, not completely. I'm going to be iffy. I'm going to be an independent. Well, good. But, uh, yeah, which is not tragic. Yeah, Yeah, right. Exactly. It's not tragic. But uh, that means that the Democrats have lost the majority control of the Senate. Uh! What else is coming up?
5: i tell you why Margot Robbie is now every woman's superhero oh, in really? the world. And why Jennifer Lawrence may be backpedaling and apologizing to major actresses in Hollywood.
2: Yeah. She spoke without thinking. Uh, uh, we'll tell you what she said. Coming up this morning on the Crackpot
1: News. With your resignation, the show may finish. But the sweet memories of listening to you will never diminish. Hey, that rhymes. It's
5: the retirement of DSE. 101.5 KGB.
2: Hey, we are halfway through the 12 days of Christmas. The last Christmas wishes ever to be heard here on the DSC Show. We got six Christmas wishes left and six DSE shows left. We are wrapping this sucker up, finally. One week from today will be our Christmas show and our last DSE show ever. And this is it. The last time we're doing the 12 Days of Christmas with Jersey Mike's. So if you've been thinking, hmm, I know someone whose Christmas is in trouble this year you got to let us know about it so that we can help out. You do that by going to 101KGB.com. Tell us everything that you can fit in to that uh, window there. And send us the details. It can be about someone you know. It can be about a family member. It can be about your spouse. It can be about you. It doesn't matter. The the requirements for the Christmas wish are uh, to have your Christmas in trouble of not happening. We want to be able to help out. Jersey Mike's once again leading the parade of helping out San Diegans at the Christmas time. And just go to 101KGB.com and tell us all about it. If they let the uh, Good Morning America lovebirds back on TV yet? Or are they still off this week?
5: No, no. I think the investigation deepens and they're double-checking to make sure that Amy and TJ didn't violate any company code.
2: Well, that should take all of two minutes. <laughs> I mean, you know.
5: Wouldn't that be like day one?
2: Right. It's easy to know. The HR book is right there. Uh Did they do it? Yes or no. You can figure this out in two minutes. Unless, of course, their writing policy as we speak Uh that they violated. So it's messy when this kind of stuff happens. But uh, I'll tell you what's really weird is that uh, not that long. I mean, just like a year ago, they had T.J. Holmes and Amy Robach with her husband. Remember Andrew Shue? From yes. Melrose Place? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, that's Amy Robach's husband. They're in the middle of getting a divorce right now. Like huh. one
5: more week. It'll be final, yeah. Yeah, they're
2: getting divorced right now because we'll figure it out. But uh, Amy Robach and her husband, Andrew Shu, just like a year ago, wrote a children's book. And who.
4: That's always the kiss of death and I mean, marriage. you know, a children's yeah. book
2: I guess it takes no skills whatsoever to write a children's book oh. And that is not to say that Amy Robach and Andrew Shue have no skills They do But I mean, everybody's writing The Kardashians write children's books I mean, whatever <laughs> It's like, you want to make a million bucks? Write a children's book And their book is about blending families Because Amy had kids And Andrew Shue had kids And then they met and they got married And they went Brady Bunch on each other And so they wrote a children's book about blending your family so they come on Good Morning America to promote their children's book. And here's TJ Holmes introducing the segment, going, These two are the most fantastic people you've ever known. And you know
5: Ew. that
2: he's had her TJ in the green room with her skirt up over her head. Uh-
5: dirty dirty trick
2: well DJ. it's a it's a love story like none other you're about to hear <laughs> about folks uh-huh. uh this is the part laughing. of the show really we we joke we laugh and we're having a good time here uh-huh. but these are absolutely two of my favorite people on the planet so, of course you all know uh amy robach and her husband here andrew shoe is a dear dear friend as well well he's a dear dear friend uh-huh. of mine and he's uh-huh. married to a girl that i'm giving it to dog style in the green room we
6: have so much in common he's laying it on thick
2: they're dear dear for they're my favorite people Mm. in the world they're a dear 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 friend and then later on in the broadcast andrew shu who was making his first appearance on good morning america marveled aloud wow you guys really have a neat relationship here you all get along so well
5: no he didn't yeah and they're playing it
2: back poor bastard (sighs)
5: Uh. (sighs) oh
3: yeah
2: yikes And I saw a thing with Amy Robach. She was out walking her dog and got annoyed that the paparazzi were waiting for her at her house to go back in. And all they did was say, hey, and she looks at him and goes, you guys need to get a life. It's like, oh, all right. A little scolding from Amy Robach on the people who were standing outside to take her picture.
4: First time uh, learning how media works.
5: (laughs) The woman who talks about every other woman's life at her 9-to-5 jobs, Right, they do a know? gossipy
2: show. They do a gossipy yeah. show. They participate in all that kind of stuff. And she walks up to this guy and goes, you guys need to get a life. <laughs> Not liking it when the shoe is on the other foot. Now, Chris Boyer yes. took a whole bottle of thoughtful pills this morning. He's very thoughtful. He's ready to give his opinion on this email that I got from Amy about her snooping mother-in-law. Okay. Oh, no. What's the matter?
5: I'm so... Lo- that might be one of the things I'm most grateful that I do not have. Because these poor women with their snooping mother-in-laws.
2: You've it's, heard stories. Yes. Mm. It's so, so bad. Your mother-in-law is a is a peach.
5: She really is. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, Amy writes, Dear Dave, my mother-in-law moved in with us. And I began to notice my stuff in the bedroom being touched Furniture was moved, stuff had been moved, etc. I could tell. And I felt like I was going crazy because my husband is the only one who has access to the bedroom. And he doesn't touch our stuff. He doesn't move our things around like this. I figured it must be his mom walking in, snooping on my personal things. So I told my husband. And what do you think the husband says? He's uh... Oh,
5: God. <laughs> he doesn't want to even deal with his mother, I'm sure.
2: I told my husband, he said his mom would never do anything like that. Uh, Well, I had a hunch, and I couldn't put a camera in the bedroom to catch her in the act. So I bought one of those fake positive pregnancy tests.
6: Okay.
4: Fake positive, Oh. Yeah, oh, the women right. get these little right, things right, right.
2: <laughs> that you, you you pee on the stick and it tells yeah, you if yeah, you're yeah. pregnant or not. And you can buy fake ones. I love it. If you want to have fun with I people. I love it. So I bought a fake positive pregnancy <laughs> test and I threw it in our bedroom trash can. Oh Amy. Literally the next day after I got to work, I got all these calls and texts from my in laws congratulating me on my pregnancy. Oh my
5: God. Oh my god!
2: That
4: day, that morning, she went
5: through the trash.
2: My husband came over to my workplace from his office and was all worked up about it, asking, since when am I pregnant? And why didn't I bother to tell him?
5: Everything is so bad here. This is so bad. It's awesome. No.
2: And so I challenged him. I'm like, well, how did you know? (laughs) And he said, my mom found the positive test in the garbage can in the bedroom. And so I asked him, did you hear what I just what you just said that confirms that your mother is snooping in our bedroom? And he had that realization moment, but he demanded that we stick to the bigger issue being that I had basically pulled a sting operation on my in-laws. I said there is no bigger issue because the positive test is a fake. And this whole thing was done to expose my mother-in-law snooping. While well, he wasn't convinced, he made me take an actual test right in front of him because he didn't believe that I wasn't pregnant. Oh my! What's wow. the matter?
5: Oh, oh well, I can. I can. You hate him? Her, the, the mother-in-law I can, and him. I I mean. Yes. I don't know. I can. I can. I
2: can. I don't blame this guy for being in a whirlwind and saying, "I want to see a pregnancy test right now." I don't blame him. But anyway, they did it. And he was livid, asking how I could lie about such a thing and break his mother's heart. Because I know very well that she desperately wants grandkids. And now I'm getting all this crap from him, his mom, and family who are calling me a cheat, a liar, and a manipulator.
5: Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I hate them all. You I'm poor out. thing. I am Especially out. Especially because on top of the snooping let's add the other layer mm-hmm. of taking that secret and blabbing it and announcing it to the world before she gets to tell her husband before if it were real before she gets to make the announcement and do the whole thing and uh, the husband's uh, defending the snoop yes there is so there's so much wrong with this Terrible. woman and her husband amy good for you ron you catch that woman in a lie you play her dirty game what
4: do
2: you mean, um, run, Chainsaw?
4: If if her husband doesn't have Amy's back, c- call Family Law.
2: Okay, now do you mean this, or are you kidding?
4: If it if if it if if he doesn't pivot and ha- end up having her back, if he, continue, if he
3: pivot. If, if pivot,
4: if he continues <laughs> and re- is unrelenting in having his mo- taking his mom's side, then then she she's got to go.
2: She's got to go. Yes. All right. Oh. Uh, is that what you is that your solution? They this marriage is over.
5: I don't jump to divorce ever, but this is ever. line drawn in the sand, and we're gonna take a halt right now, and we're gonna fix this, or I'm out. This is insanity, right. especially the oh when he she actually does have help. a kid if she wants yeah. a kid, and then dealing with that mom is the gr- all
3: this
5: right. Is so let, bad. Me, let me
2: come back to Chainsaw here for yeah. a second. Uh, I agree with you that snooping is wrong, mm-hmm. and this is a problem in their marriage and this amy has gone to her husband and said look man i have i I really think i'm justified in my suspicions and he's like ah come on don't worry about it so that's their issue to work out is her method even though she was vindicated and proven right yes mother is snooping on us is her method justified is it overkill I think it's justified, and it's rather brilliant. Well, it's blown up in her face. Because her husband is mad. Mm -hmm. The mother-in-law is heartbroken. Mm -hmm. The family is on the mother-in-law's side. In other words, Amy is all alone.
4: Well, I think uh, she needs to set a time... Let's not be rash, okay? Let's not call the family lawyer just yet. You yeah. just said that though. But set a time. <laughs>
2: um, I did. And I, I never know if you're kidding or <laughs> not. Yeah,
4: no, I, I wasn't kidding into the extent, but give him a certain amount of time to come around, and if he doesn't, you you gotta go. So and yeah. an I don't ultimatum. Know how long that would be like a, mo- a week.
2: You got an ultimatum.
5: No, he's not gonna come around in a week. I'd say I don't a month, know. Thirty days. Like no, I'd say I mean to really get someone to come around like that and really work at it, maybe three months.
4: Oh, I'm giving a month at the most.
2: All right. So he has a month to come around. This is the ultimatum. You have a month to change your mind. To my opinion, otherwise we're done. Yeah. Okay.
4: Because th- that's just a uh, that's going to be a permanent problem, especially when she's still living in the house. Uh, I'm, you know, Captain Hindsight. We, I guess, we shouldn't go there. Shouldn't have let her. I just did. Shouldn't have let her move in in the first place. Well, th-
2: that that was a necessity for these. Yeah, people.
4: Yeah. Okay. I get that. All right, I, all right, you're swinging me around, but I'm still firming on the month. I'm firming on the month.
2: And you've given an ultimatum. Yes. All right.
4: Come around. you got to
6: back your wife. Listen,
2: man. here's the biggest question. Why am I talking to you two knuckleheads? I need to go to Chris right. Boyer. <laughs> what am I wasting my time with Thank you two you. Tubs for?
6: Boyer. You've missed the easy solution. All right, then. Oh. All she has to do is next plant a fake receipt for an abortion. Okay. Boom. Done. There you go. Oh, come on. Now you're silly. What's
2: what is your solution to this, Chris Boyer? Now that you've got your gag, what's your solution?
6: Uh, yeah, the, the stepmom has to... Uh, stepmom's Mother-in-law. Oh, sorry, the mother-in-law. Yeah. Uh, she's got to be confronted and sat down and talked to, and cameras have to go in and a lock. Cameras and a lock. Cameras in a lock. I see. That's it.
4: But the, pre- the, the condition will still exist where the husband is still on mom's side. That's the crux. Yeah. And the whole family is Is on mom's
2: side. Is that the crux? What if if we face this thing with mother? You were wrong to snoop. Mm -hmm. We don't want you to snoop anymore. We don't trust you to snoop anymore. Therefore, we're putting cameras in the bedroom and we're locking the door. That ends the snooping.
4: But it doesn't uh,
2: end the underlying condition. Which is... That her husband didn't take her side.
4: Yeah, and the, and the mom is going to be intrusive as much as she can anyway.
2: However, the lock and the cameras should be a pretty good corrective measure. It does not undo the fact that the husband took his mother's side. The problem is solved. The snooping is ended.
4: Well, the fact that you have to do that is a problem. Still, of course it is. Of course it is. Still a problem.
2: For yes, me. it's ugly and uh, it's it's gross and all that kind of stuff. But it does end the problem. All it's right. like it's like putting Al Capone in jail for tax evasion. Yeah. No, we want him to go to jail for murder. Well, we can't make that stick. We can put him in jail, and he's in jail. He's just as jaily there for tax evasion as he would be for murder. It doesn't make a difference. In other words, for these two, we end the snooping.
4: Will, Graham, will mother-in-law uh, die of untreated syphilis, just like Al Capone in this analogy? <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's the, the problem still exists. Which is? Me, the crux is the, the, the husband doesn't have her back.
2: Okay, that's the bigger problem for you then, that's isn't the, it? That
5: is the problem. Snooping
2: yes. comes secondary yes. to the fact that the husband did not back up the wife. Correct.
5: Hmm. I think the snooping revealed, the snooping was the problem that revealed the bigger issue. Which is the husband not having the wife's side.
2: You know, the, the husband realizes now that Mother snoops. He gets it. There's no way anyone can deny that. His complaint is being part of her deception. He didn't like being deceived and having his emotions twisted. And he thought it was too hard of a lesson, too tough of a punch on Mother to correct this problem. He doesn't disagree that his mother-in-law is a snoop. He, just, he just thought he thought it was, like, it, was, it was overkill. And he didn't like being part of the deception. I don't blame him for that. You know, he was not included. What about Amy telling her husband, I think we should do this? Let's try it. Let's see what happens. If I'm wrong, I'll tell you, I was wrong. But well, if I'm right, she didn't include him. Should she not have done that?
4: I, don't, I think she he, he would have put up the kibosh on that because he'd already brushed it off. And so she was already on an island. He'd already brushed it off. He goes, ah, whatever. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. He was in denial already. And if she said, well, what if we do this? Oh, we can't do that. And then she's still stuck and she, in
3: limbo.
5: So she went in to sink the battleship. Yes, she did. She came in with the blow. Why mess around? Guns a blazing. Get her done.
2: Well, that battleship is her marriage, and she just sunk her own marriage.
5: Possibly. This might not end well for you.
3: No.
2: I mean, she went in with nukes when tactical weapons could have gotten the job done. And there's going to be a lot of fallout. (laughs) Oh. Oh. <laughs> all right what are we talking about next year on the DSE show a hollywood ending on thursday night football
4: aj preller is not done and britney is finally free to smoke all the
2: weed she wants which britney are we talking about britney spears
4: yes she can smoke
2: all the weed she wants all these britneys are in some sort of jail or prison
4: the russian conservatorship is over
2: another <laughs> another britney is free to walk the streets that's right Save the Britneys. We just finished Save the Children this week. Next week it's Save the Britneys.
1: It's the retirement of DSC.
3: I've
1: been living in America a bit. Do we have any Americans in?
3: Whoa, okay.
1: (laughs) Yes, they're certainly American. Please don't shoot. No, look, I come in peace. I love America. It's an amazing place. And do you know what I've come to realise, right? Americans, you basically do everything that we do, but you do it bigger, and you do it better. Like, we have stupid people here. But your stupid people are world-class. And that is not me saying, oh, all Americans are stupid. No, America also has the smartest people on the planet. What I'm saying is that when America does stupid, you do stupid. (laughs) Like our village idiot is in a park shouting at clouds. Yours is president.
4: (laughs) When was that recorded?
2: Friday morning with the DSC Radio Show. The Christmas wish is still to come, but right now, we had a great Thursday night football game on last night. Chainsaw and I are Baker Mayfield fans. We don't know if he's any damn good, but for some reason, we're rooting for the guy. And let's talk about what happened last night in all sports right now here on the DSC Show. Good morning.
4: And thank you, David. And hello again, everybody, in the sports world. Because Matthew Stafford is out with an injury, and all the other available quarterbacks' voicemails were already full, the uh, Los Angeles Rams resorted to calling and signing. Cleveland and Carolina cast off Baker Mayfield, who had two days to learn the Rams' playbook. And look what
1: happened last night. Second and ten. Mayfield to the end zone to Jefferson. Is that possible? Touchdown. This is impossible. They go 98 yards. There is a new leading man in Hollywood. (laughs) Holy mackerel.
3: This is
5: unbelievable. Unbelievable.
4: Combined with the Raiders Ah. committing one penalty after another, Rams were down 16-3. With three and a half minutes left before scoring twice, including that game winner, and suddenly Baker Mayfield is the toast of Tinseltown. If Quentin Tarantino had written a script about last night's game, producers would have said, all right, Quint. We know how you revise the histories of Hitler and Charles Manson, but this is just
7: too... Unbelievable. Yeah. Even Rams coach Sean McVay was gobsmacked. I just can't say enough about how impressed I am with just the command, the comfort, even just the operation. I mean, being able to just call the plays within the 40-second play clock or even 25 seconds out of a clock stoppage. or It, it was... Uh, I'm still kind of like... What the hell's going on right now?
4: <laughs> the Raiders, who became the first team in NFL history to have blown four double-digit halftime leads in one season, fall to 5-8, and eight, while the Rams improved to 4-9 with last night's 17-16 to 16 win. And with the acquisition of all-star shortstop Xander Bogarts, the San Diego Padres have instantly become a World Series favorite. But A.J. Preller, the Padres' general manager, says he's not done spending owner Peter Seidler's money. A.J. says he won't be happy until Seidler has to sell the very last Beanie Baby on <laughs> eBay if uh. it means getting a switch hitting D.H. with lots of power. Here's A.J. Preller. It
7: ain't my money. I seriously do not care.
2: All right. Uh. <laughs> well, it works for me. Yeah, uh,
4: that was not him, but whatever. Uh, WANBA star Brittany Griner is free, uh, which is great news for her. But terrible news for her cell block basketball team. I don't know. If you say so. They might even miss the playoffs now. Meanwhile, in the national.
0: I don't know. I don't know if any of you guys read uh, the weird but true crime section in the paper where they keep the hilarious crimes. But this guy just got six months in jail for posing as a gynecologist and doing fake exams in motel rooms on <laughs> the Jersey Turnpike. He <laughs> did like seven of them, and you only get six months for that. <laughs> that, that makes it almost worth trying now, was was it? A little bit. I, that makes me feel bad for women now, because it has, I, you know, I don't blame the victims. I'm sure it's hard for you to find a reliable uh, motel gynecologist. <laughs> you know, they don't... <laughs> They don't have any McGruff the Crime Dog (laughs) warning signs of gyno-fraud pamphlets that you can... (laughs) Does your gynecologist have a teardrop tattoo right here? (laughs) Did he perform the exam with a shoehorn and or Twizzler? (laughs) Get your money back if that happens, that's not cool. Twizzler? Skidball Association!
4: (laughs) to get the word picture on that one. Uh, only three games last night. Total score, 353 to 339. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Levy's Lakers lose at Philadelphia tonight. In
2: other sports tables. All well and good. But everybody knows the number one competition of them all is the Family Feud, yes. which we play Fridays here on the DSC. Who are you going to choose? Will it be Chris Boyer? Hello. Will it be the Chainsaw? Yes. Will it be Sarah?
5: I'm ready to feud.
2: Hmm. Well, let me tell you something. You better choose wisely. Because what's at stake here today? Your life. Oh, wow. And tickets to see Metallica twice in August at SoFi. So let's go. 888-570-1015. We'll do the Family Feud next here on the DSC Show. Well, happy holidays from the DSC Radio Show. Happy Hanukkah. I think Hanukkah comes a little bit late this year. Merry Christmas, whatever holiday you enjoy. Hope it's a great one for you. We do have a Christmas wish, number seven, coming up. Just a little bit here on the DSC Radio Show. But the Family Feud for your tickets to see Metallica will be next.
5: First, to look at traffic with the DSC on the KGB. Only one accident at the moment. This is on the 94 westbound, and it is blocking the left lane as you approach Kelton Road. Traffic is stopped from Federal Boulevard. This traffic report is sponsored by Duffy Power Services, the leading supplier of emergency power services and backup generators for Southern California. Your business deserves more uptime and fewer power issues. With Duffy's help, your power will run smoothly. Go to DuffyPower.com, but that's D-U-T-H-I-E Power.com.
2: Is this Adri?
8: Yes. Hey, Adri. Good morning.
2: Is that uh, kind of short for Adriana?
8: It is. Mm-hmm. Only my professional name. Only Adriana when I work. What kind of work. Um, I work at Premier Fire Protection. We install fire sprinklers for properties and buildups.
2: Right on. Very good. Thanks for putting all the fires out. Sure, appreciate that.
8: Yeah, I try. I'm like supposed to be the bear.
2: <laughs> Are you a big uh, Metallica fan? I am. Will it be upsetting to you when you're there at SoFi Stadium for two nights, two shows, and you're watching all these pyrotechnics go off? It'll start giving you the twitches. It's like, I should be putting those fires out.
8: (laughs) I don't know, man. My squirrels might be going nuts. Yeah. Like,
3: where's fire extinguishers?
2: Well, you know, that's what's on the line here, Adri. We have have tickets for Friday and Sunday night next August at SoFi Stadium. It's two completely different shows that Metallica's putting on. And you're going to win them. If your DSE team member wins the family feud, who did you choose today?
8: I know, I said I I'm so excited that I got through. She told me who I was, who I got, and I forgot already.
2: Mm. <laughs> was it? Uh, was it Chris Boyer?
8: That sounds right. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. He
2: was no. already
5: taken. Mm.
2: Was it? Did you get Sarah? No. No. Well, that leaves. Well, that only leaves yeah. one. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> it oh, is. God, no! <laughs>
7: awesome. You got Papa. Yeah. We're going to okay. win. Chainsaw. We're going go oh to win.
2: Chainsaw is going to go hard to work uh, for you here on the Family Feud. Okay, Adrienne? It's
8: good. He's got a chariot, so I hope your back's okay. You got it, baby. <laughs>
2: Okay, good luck, players. Chris Boyer, you're playing for Steven. Hi, Steven! And Sarah, you're playing for Gary here today. Someone's going to win these tickets for two shows, separate shows, different shows. You're not going to see the same thing twice at any Metallica show. That's their promise to us when they come to SoFi Stadium next August. And, uh, of course, you're qualified for the grand prize, which means we'll give you gas money to get to SoFi, put you up in a hotel for three nights, and even send you backstage to be drinking whiskey pretty fun trip. So here's how the family feud works. If you are the very first one to buzz in after the question and give me the top answer, I will give you double the points. If you give me the bottom answer, the last one, the least popular answer, I'll give you 100 points. And if you give me an answer that's not on the board, you lose 100 points. Otherwise, you get whatever point value is assigned to the question. That's how it works. And here we go with question number one on the Friday morning family feud. Here we go, players. Buzzers ready. Name the worst place to be caught in a lie. Sarah! Ooh, golly. Was that like a three-way tie right there?
5: No three-way ever. ever.
2: Name <laughs> the worst place to be caught in a lie. Sarah! Ooh. Okay, I hear, Sarah.
5: Yeah, thank you. Uh, church. Church! Number one answer. You win.
6: 50 points. points. Chris Boyer. Uh, In court.
2: Court. Is on the board. Cookie. 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 Marriage. 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 Oh, come
3: on.
2: So it's okay to lie in
4: marriage. Yes.
2: (laughs) Church was number one, followed by job, court, home, jail, parents' house. Okay. How many
4: many points uh, did she get? She got 50. 50. Score! It is cookies. Are, yo, Adrian. Uh, minus 100. <laughs> uh, Boyer zero. Sarah plus
2: 50. Give me a word that rhymes with lucky. Cookie. Cookie. Stucky.
5: <laughs> you know, like uh, the food place.
4: Huh? Yo, Adrian. Stucky.
1: <laughs> Boyer Sarah.
2: Sorry, Cookie. That's minus 100 points for you. Chris Boyer. Ducky. Ducky is the number one answer. You win. That's live! fifty-four points for Chris Boyer. Sarah. Sarah. Yucky. Yucky is on the board. Mm. Ducky. Plucky. Bucky. Yucky. Mucky. Sucky.
8: Yeah, I hear that.
2: No stuckies. Oh, no, no, right. mm.
4: You laughing? You're so cute. Yeah. That's 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 uh, that's a real compliment. You're so cute. You are.
3: <laughs>
1: You're dirty. <laughs> yeah,
4: you're adorable. Bless your heart.
2: Here's question three on the family feud. Name something a couple might decide to get that starts with the letter D Cookie!
4: Cookies. Cookie! Uh, d- 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 <gasps> a divan. D- a divan. I said a divan. Mm-hmm.
2: Too bad. That's minus 100. Sarah! <laughs> Sarah. A dog! A dog! Is on the board. Boyer. Chris Boyer.
6: A D-I-V-O-R-C-E. He's the number one answer. 41 God, points almost. for Chris Boyer. He's on fire.
2: Divorce was number one. Followed by Dog Diamond Dinner Dishwasher. Dildo. <laughs> okay, I'm well. And I'm checking.
4: Alright. Checking. <laughs> I'm not even sure what a divan is. A divan. <laughs>
5: yeah.
4: Score. It is Cookie Man is 300. Oh. Uh, oh, Adri. Sarah has 50 points. Boyer has 95.
2: Look at you guys go. Here we go. Here's question four. We asked the women, tell us something that you would tell your best friend for her own good. Sarah. Sarah. I hate your man. Is the number one. Answer 68 points. Yes, Cookie.
4: Your, your, your man is cheating with somebody. Having uh, Iran is having an affair. Mm.
2: It's on there. You it's on
5: there. Oh, come on. What? How many times have we you? You are this really good topic? at this striking out thing. You're killing it.
2: It's a minus 100 points for your cooking.
6: <laughs> uh, Boyer. Yes, Chris Boyer. That dress makes you look fat. Uh, that's on the board.
2: Okay. That is on Ooh. the board. The answers are your man is a jerk. You've got bad breath. I don't like your outfit. You've got food in your teeth. You need to lose weight, and you drink too much. Here's the final question of the first round of the Family Feud. It's a tight, tight race.
4: Well, between two people.
2: Babies love sucking on pacifiers. What do adults like to suck on? Cookie. Cookie. Lollipops, lollipops. That's candy. That's a hundred and thirty points for the chase. <laughs> nice, yes, Sarah. Mints, mints. That is still candy. Oh, I gotta deduct a hundred points
6: from oh. you. Of course, boy Cigarette, cigarette.
2: Is not on the board. That's minus 100 points. That was a swing, folks. Losers. That was a big swing. The Chainsaw, picking up 130 points with the number one answer. With Candy. Followed by Boobs. (laughs) Hmm? What?
5: (laughs) Wow. Okay. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> have you tried it? <laughs> no. Tell the truth. I have not. Never. Never. What about mama we are a baby? Well, you got me, Chainsaw. Well,
3: what do you <laughs> know?
2: I guess you're just a big liar, liar, pants on fire. Popsicles, beer, lemons and limes, and ice cubes was the bottom answer. Oh, God. All right, Chainsaw, I just, that was a big move right there. It was. That really, you know, Chainsaw's back in the game now. Go,
3: Adrian.
2: Don't hang up yet, Adrian. Put down the razor blades, Adri. You might still have a chance. And Stephen and Gary holding on to see who is going to win the tickets. Two pairs of tickets. Two shows for Metallica. From the DSC this morning on the Friday, KGB with only six shows left.
1: Of the DSC, shut up, you lying
2: bitch! Well, thanks for switching us on this Friday morning I'm with Dave Rickard, Sarah Beebe, Cookie Randolph. Well, even Chris Boyer is here today. Huh? Hey. Come on, that's what gets me out of bed. Six DSC shows to go next week, next Friday. It's our Christmas show, and that's it. We retire, pack it in, and thank you for thirty-two years of awesomeness. We still have the Christmas wish number seven coming up for you this morning here on the DSE, but right now we're in the middle of the family feud and there are tickets for Metallica. We'll find out who's going to win those after this check on traffic.
5: Now it's time for good like traffic for okay. the DSE. I am going to lose it. It's getting real. Ugh.
2: It's just Metallica.
5: It's okay. You guys, I'm going to be a mess next Friday. I love you.
2: Here we go. Round two of the Family Feud where the point values are doubled. This is a chance for someone to make a big move. And right when we broke off, Chainsaw was getting all the momentum. Chris Boyer. Hello? And Sarah Beebe had stumbled, and the chainsaw was beginning.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: His secretary had come from behind. Here we go yeah. with question number six. Again, point values doubled. Here we go. Name something for me. A lonely guy likes to squeeze because it feels like a woman. Sarah. Uh, Sarah. Pillow. Pillow is the number one answer. Warrior. And that means Sarah gets <gasps> 200 and. 36
5: points.
2: (laughs) Wow. Chris Boyer. Boyer, a love doll. A love doll (laughs) is on the board. Cookie. Cookie.
4: A lotion bottle. A lotion (laughs) bottle. (laughs) In a manner of speaking, it's on the board.
2: It's not on the board, and that's (laughs) minus 200 points. Cook, cook. The answers were a pillow. Followed by melons, balloons, stress ball, blow up doll, and oranges.
4: Yeah, I should have gone with oranges. Oh.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, you should have. I should have. <laughs> Question seven, ladies. We asked, tell us something you would do if a man asked you if you were pregnant and you weren't.
5: Sarah. Sarah. Um, slap him.
6: Slap him.
2: Is on the board. Boyer.
6: Lie and say yes.
2: Lie and say yes. He's not on the board, and that's minus two hundred <laughs> points. And Cookie's not gonna buzz in. So you said slap him, right? Yeah. And that's gonna be uh, thirty-two points for Sarah. Which was the? Here are the answers. I would cuss him out. Is the number one answer followed by slap him, walk away, cry give him a dirty look. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Hang on. I made a mistake on Chris Boyer. Make up a due date. That's a lie. Okay, that's, yeah. So Chris Boyer gets 200 points.
6: Woo. Yeah. That's a swing. Thank you.
2: Make up a due date. Yep. I uh I misunderstood that. He got that right. Wow. Chris Boyer got the bottom answer. All right. A score.
4: It is. Chris Boyer Plus 195. Sarah, plus
2: 286. Oh, yes! Cookie, Randolph. Minus 470. (laughs) Question number eight. The family feud. Name something Grandpa would hate to find out that Grandma did with his toupee. Sarah. Sarah. Throw throw it away? Throw it away is on the board. Cookie. Cookie. Used it as a gherkin. A gherkin.
4: Is that what it's called? Merkin. Use it as a merkin. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> Let me pickle, see if use it? it as a gherkin yeah, or a, a merkin that's is a a on pickle. the board. <laughs> that's a
4: pickle. Use it as a merkin.
2: Use it as a gherkin oh is a, not on the board. I, use that's it as a merkin now
3: that's gonna be is that's gonna, oh, come on not on the board. Warrior.
2: So that's minus at least 200 this for is you. Stupid. I agree. Yes, Chris Boyer. Uh, Dropped it in the toilet. Dropped it in the toilet is also on the board. Uh, Sarah, what did you say? Throw it away. Threw it away is going to get you 42 points. The number one answer was, I cleaned house with it like a dirty dish rag. Mm. Followed by, threw it away, washed it, dropped it in the toilet, wiped her butt with it. Well,
3: that's close
4: (coughs) to my answer.
2: The pickle one?
4: (laughs) No, the Merkin one. Because it's in in the region. Isn't it? Yeah. Let everybody grow up for 10 minutes and keep going with the game.
5: Well, someone asked me if
8: he's cute, and I said, God, no. You're the cutest.
2: She's lying. And I let the dog wear it. (laughs) Still no pickle and no mickle. Here's question number nine. Name something that would be hard to do if he only had one lip instead of two. Boyer. Boyer. Uh, Kiss. Of course, Kiss. And that is going to be 168 points for Chris Boyer. Wow. (laughs) Time's up, everybody. The answers were Kiss, followed by Whistle, Drink, Eat, Talk, Suck. Mm
5: -hmm.
2: Some of us suck here, no matter how many lips we have. (laughs) Yeah. And here is question 10, where the point values are times 10 here points.
3: This come.
2: is it. This is it. Everything changes now, doesn't it? Yes. Question 10. Men, give me a four letter word that you would call your spouse. Boyer. Boyer! Babe. Babe is the number one answer, and Chris Boyer has picked up four. 100 points.
5: Cookie. Wow.
6: S-
2: Cookie. Love. Love is on the board. Sarah. Sarah. Deer. Deer is also on the board. Too bad you didn't go with chainsaw's nickname, Cute, which is the bottom answer. Ah! Babe, love, dear, dork.
1: <laughs> Bobo.
4: For God's sake, <laughs> Merkin is better than Bobo as an answer. Yes, it is. Keep playing the music.
2: We're still fighting the Merkin thing? <laughs> yes. You should call him the dork. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Let's get a final tabulation on the score and find out who won today's round of The Family Feud.
4: Sarah had 328. That's
2: pretty darn good.
4: Boyer oh. had 663.
2: And chainsaw hat. Minus 670, but whatever. That's going to make Chris Boyer our winner today. Yeah, so it's going to be... Steven is going to SoFi Stadium next August. Steven!
8: How
1: cool is that? Good job, Chris. Thank you, Steven!
2: Chris
8: Boyer has done
1: it again.
2: Awesome. I hope you're a big Metallica fan. Oh, I am. Thank all right, you. buddy. Two shows. They're both going to be completely different. It's going to be a great weekend for you next August, courtesy of Chris Boyer and the DSC, all because we love your show. Love yours. Thank you. We have a game show in our country called Survivor.
4: That's a game in our country where you can win a million
0: dollars for surviving 30 days in a place where people already live. Do you realize what kind of message that sends? I, I've been here for 60 years, may I have some bread? I <laughs> know. We're Americans, this is a game. Ah! <laughs>
2: What a game last night, huh, yeah. Thursday Night Football fans? There's a lot to talk about in sports here today. Fortunately, you're here just in time for the Chainsaw Now with the KGB. Go on again. Thank you, David. And hello
4: again, everybody. Let's talk
2: for a couple of minutes about
4: a couple of things that are happening in the sports world. Maybe even three. The Rams picked him up off the junk heap, and he only had two days to learn their playbook. But Cleveland, Carolina... Uh, cast off, Baker Mayfield led the Rams to the promised land. Actually, it wasn't promised. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Raiders were favored, but Baker delivered anyway.
1: Second and ten, Mayfield to the end zone oh, to Jefferson. Is that possible? Yes. Touchdown. This is impossible. They go 98 yards. Never happened before. There is a new leading man in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Holy mackerel. This is un. Believable,
4: hmm. yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, the Rams were down 16-3 with three and a half minutes left, but combined with the Raiders committing a slew of game-changing penalties, the Rams scored twice, including that game winner we just heard. And Hollywood historians are saying this is the most shocking and unlikely ending since the movie Seven, starring Brad Pitt and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Uh, what's in the box? What's in the box? Well, along with uh, Gwyneth's head, a $300 uh, a jar of avocado hand lotion, and a $900, a bottle of kale feminine spray. Have you ever heard
3: of that? That sounds awesome.
4: Anyway, the Raiders, who became the first team in NFL history to have blown four double-digit halftime leads in one season, head by ten or more, four times at halftime, lost four of them. Never happened before. They fall to five and eight, while the Rams improved to four and nine. And with the acquisition of all-star shortstop uh, Xander Bogarts, uh, the San Diego Padres have instantly become a World Series favorite, but general manager A.J. Preller is still on the hunt for a power-hitting designated hitter and another starting pitcher. It ain't
3: my money. I seriously do not
4: care. All right, thank you, A.J. And with WNBA star Brittany Griner, she's free. She spent 10 months in prison and said it was horrible, horrible, horrible. Like on movie night, every single movie starred Steven Seagal. Oh, can you imagine? Although I thought the ones on the train and then and, and the ship were pretty good. I, that's that's my Nobody opinion. Nobody cares what you think. Anyway, Jimmy Kimmel has more on the story.
6: Jim? WNBA star Brittany Griner is finally at home.
2: After a year in prison in Russia for allegedly having a THC vape car- cartridge in her luggage. It's been a big year for the Free Britney movement, it really has. Yeah. They traded her for Victor Boot, an international arms dealer known as the Merchant of Death. Managed to somehow pull this off when the Lakers can't even figure out a trade for Russell Westbrook.
4: Uh, that's true, and speaking of which, meanwhile in The all that.
2: The cops put me in a thing called the holding cell, which was appropriately named, because all the other guys in there wanted to hold me all night. And... So anyway, long story short, I spent the night in jail, and the next morning, my lawyer got me off in the men's room, which was good, because I was nervous. And now I'm in front of the judge, and he says, how do you plead? And I said, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And... Uh... He says, hey, what are
6: you, a comedian? And I said, what are you? A psychic? And it turns out he was.
3: Because
6: he knew I was about to pay this huge
4: fine. I don't know how he knew that. Basketball <laughs> <laughs> association. Sure. Russell Westbrook is averaging 15 points and seven assists for the Lakers, who are currently 10 and 14 and 10 and 15 after tonight's game in Philly. Yeah. 97-year-old uh LeBron James is listed probable for tonight's game as he is nursing a sore ankle, and I didn't even know breastfeeding was a therapy
3: for that. Just yes, stupid. Yeah.
2: In other sports Dave. I figured out what's wrong with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. You know, he's bounced around live. He was in Cleveland, that didn't work out. he was in North Carolina for ten minutes, yeah. that didn't work out. Yeah. They put him in LA. Worked out for one game, but I know what the problem is. No. He keeps headbutting his teammates with no helmet on. He was doing oh, it again done. last night. Yeah, the teammates are wearing helmets, and he goes up and slams his dome right into these guys, and he's not wearing a hat. I've seen him do it before. Oh, okay. That's just not right. It's
4: not right, but they, I think they kind of love him for it, because it's tough. He's going to get dumber and dumber as the he goes. Hi, right. folks. It is 838. What? 828. 828. 49 seconds, and this is yours. 215 KGPFM Sports Network. Oh,
1: my. It's the DSC Christmas Wish. Presented by Jersey Mike's.
5: Making someone's $1,000 Christmas wish come true. Wish number
1: seven.
2: that Scott?
3: Hey,
8: yeah, Scott. Scott! <laughs> <laughs> Do
2: you mind if I yell your name Austin Powers style?
8: Oh, no problem. Hey, Scott. How's
2: it going? That's nah, going good. Welcome to the KGB radio show.
8: It's good to hear your voice.
2: It's great to hear your, Scott. <laughs> What's going on over there in your world?
8: Uh, well, life has been kind of rough, to say the least. How come? Uh, lost uh, the... Lost Job recently, um, no money to pay the rest of rent for this month. Uh, that's not even talking about all the rest of the bills that are due. And uh, got a stack of bills uh, on the table, huh? Of course, and then on top of that, I got my son's birthday that's coming up in a week. And uh,
2: he's got a birthday. He's got a birthday the week before Christmas. Literally a week before Christmas. All right, listen. Yeah. What's this man's name? Uh, Caleb. Kalen. Caleb. Caleb, I beg your pardon. Caleb. No problem. You need to, Caleb, you need to sit him down and ask him if he knows how rude it is (laughs) to have a birthday a week before Christmas. (laughs) I mean, was he even thinking about other people?
8: Uh, I I know. It was the nightmare. When he was born, I I was thinking the same thing. Like, oh, God, here we go. We got to do this whole Christmas. That's a sign of a good dad.
2: That's a sign of a good dad. When your son is born, you go, oh, God, here we go. All right. Hey, Scott, can I read your letter that you sent to me? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, check this out, guys. Everybody, this is Scott. Scott, this is everybody.
4: Hi, Scott. Hi, Scott. Scott.
2: No, they're all here for you, Scott. Hi. (laughs) <laughs> Scott says I recently lost my job. How come? What happened?
8: I uh, just—it uh, was just a layoff from the company. Um, things went—just things kind of went south, and, and then I was part of the layoff. Yeah, so not, yeah,
2: yeah. It's everywhere, isn't it? What kind of work do you do?
8: Uh, I'm a machinist, so I cut—I cut metal with machines, and yeah. Well, I would—I uh,
2: would call to attention. How long have you been doing that, Scott? Uh. Close to 10 years. Okay, so he's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. Anybody in need of a machinist? I've got a very anxious professional machinist here who's looking for work, and he is motivated. He's going to show up for work on time, if not early. He's got bills to pay. This guy needs a job. So anybody looking to hire a machinist, I've got the best in the business right here. His name is Scott, and um, he's about to be evicted. He says, because I'm late on rent. Just don't have the money, right?
8: Yeah, no, I'm I'm like twelve twelve hundred dollars short. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Rent ain't, rent ain't cheap here, is it, buddy? You know, got your son's birthday coming up, and I'll pfft. he probably wants a Christmas present after that, doesn't he? Yeah. <sighs> Dave, I can't give him a decent birthday. Christmas is a week later. It's basically canceled at my house because money is so tight. Yeah. I've been looking for work, but it's been tough to find a new position in my field. I humbly request to be a recipient of the Twelve Days of Christmas, so I can salvage this month and give my son a happy birthday and a merry Christmas. Thank you so much. Well, Scott, we humbly uh, respond. Yes, absolutely.
8: Let's Thank do you guys it. so yeah. much. Yeah, let's do that it. That is huge. You have no idea. Like this is, I, my wife has no idea. That I even when I tell her, she's gonna go nuts. And uh, thank you guys so much.
2: Where is she right now?
8: Uh, she's actually sleeping with with, with our child. And uh, my son's—he's—he's he's about to turn two years old. And then so they're—they're they're in the bed and gotcha. They're sleeping. So well, when they wake up, I get to tell them. Okay. Yeah,
2: it's gonna be a very very happy Friday for you. Yeah. It's yeah. Jersey Mike's doing it all for you, Scott. Thank you guys. Jersey Mike's is leading the way and then I have some more friends for you that you need to know at Pacific Rim Mechanical. And I don't know if they need a machinist there, but I'm going to ask Joe Mutcher if they need any work out there cuz he's looking out for you today. He kicked in. Kearney Mesa Subaru is looking out for you this Christmas as are many, many DSC anonymous listeners. They all want you and your family to have a Merry Christmas. We want Caleb to have a happy birthday. It's his 18th birthday, right? His <laughs> second. Oh, his second birthday! I don't. Know. Oh, his birthday's on
8: the eighteenth. His birthday is on the eighteenth. Yes. I've
2: got that. I thought he was turning eighteen. He's turning
8: two. Yeah, he's a little. He's a little kid. Sure, but I he- got
2: gotcha. you. Well, I bet he's pretty darn excited about Christmas and Santa and all that good stuff, right? Oh
8: yes, he is.
2: Well, all these people, uh, led by the example of Jersey Mike's, are bringing you day seven of the Christmas wish we have for you today. Uh, Scott, we have almost six thousand dollars for you.
8: Oh my God!
2: Hoping that that will get your head above water, get the rent paid, clear some of those bills off the table.
8: That that'll definitely help until I can find something new. That'll that'll be something that it, it, it's beyond, it's beyond and above and beyond what I what I was expecting. That's amazing.
2: Hey, listen, I know it's not easy for a man to ask for help on this kind of no. stuff. But I'm glad no, that you that? did. We're all glad you. that you did.
8: Thank you very much. I you really it. appreciate
2: it. Oh, well, listen, we're here to make sure that you have a Merry Christmas, buddy. So go wake up your wife and give her the good news and give her a big kiss from us, okay? I will. I will. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Dave. Here's my friend, Ken, on the DSC Show. What's going on, Ken?
3: Hey, Dave. How are
1: you?
2: Tip top. Better now that I got you on the radio. What's happening?
1: Nice. Hey, uh, I've got an interview for Scott. I've got a machine shop.
2: Oh. Well, you are the guy he wants to talk to. I'm
1: in Miramar. He can come in on Monday at 8 a.m.
2: Isn't that great? I tell you what, you know, giving this guy some money to pay his bills is one thing, but if you guys end up liking each other, and you give this guy a job. I don't know. Have you ever? If you you're in the position to hire people, have you ever seen the look in a man's eyes who needs work and given him the good news? Absolutely. Boy, it must be no, something. I, I envy Ken you. There myself. Okay. Well, that's huge. Ken, sure appreciate that. What's the name of your shop?
1: JI Machine.
2: What do you guys do there?
1: Uh, mostly aerospace and right on. Yep.
2: Okay. Well, that's great. I'll put you in touch with him, and I'm I know you'll see him on Monday. Okay.
1: Dave, you guys are awesome. You guys do such a great job, and I'm sure he's appreciative of everything that you guys have done
2: so well, far. Uh, look who's talking.
1: Thanks, Ken. Thanks a lot. You're welcome, Dave.
2: All right, there he is. Ken's gonna see what he can do about getting Scott back in the workforce. He's got a two-year-old home, he's got a wife, he's got bills. Let's get a guy back on the on the dole. On the workforce dole. That's awesome. Thank you, Ken. Scott's our winner today here. Day seven of the 12 days of Christmas. That means Jersey Mike's Pacific Rim Mechanical, where Joe Mucher works, Kearney Mesa Subaru, and so many anonymous DSE listeners have pooled their money to get him almost $6,000. And I just got word. I just got word from Sully. Who uh, I'm not sure yet, the decision has not been made yet, but this guy, he and his band are rightly up for a Grammy Award, Uh, is gonna take Scott up to almost
3: Uh, $8,000. Oh my my
5: gosh! This is amazing.
2: Or is it more than that? It might be. I'm doing math, it's over that. It's over that.
5: You're right. You were officially crossed over that 8000 mark.
2: Yeah, he's over. Oh, my God.
5: $8,000. Oh, my God.
2: There you go, Sully. Yeah, Sully's just out in his La Jolla home melting down all his gold records into (laughs) Krugerrands.
4: Saving a couple of drips for... uh, And
2: and giving it away. What uh, a guy. What's that?
4: Saving a couple of drips for uh, our people.
2: I tell you what. The Sully band had a great year.
4: No kidding.
2: You know, number one album on the Billboard charts from that knucklehead? <laughs> wow. Well, that's real music I mean, I'm not there. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. But if you know Sully and you've never seen his band and then his band comes out and does their thing and you're like, that guy can do that? <laughs> Wait, what? Holy <laughs> cow. <laughs> well, thanks, Sully. That's oh, awesome.
5: Sully, you're amazing.
2: So Sully is going to take Scott up way up over eight thousand dollars here today something happened in that story uh sully was just listening and he texted me and well there you go must be christmas time thank you sully thank you jersey Mikes, leading the way once again as they do every year still time for you to write to us about someone whose christmas is in peril this year just go to 101 kgb.com A-G-B. All right, thanks for switching us on here this Friday morning. It's the DSC Radio Show. Here is Cody. Got something you want to say to us here. What's up, Cody?
8: Uh, I just wanted to say thank you for what you guys do on the 12 days of Christmas. Oh, you, have, you like that. i like a little baby. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you like Scott's story there. Well, there's good people out there looking out for Sandy Diegans. so thanks for checking in. Appreciate it. Take care, Cody. Thank you. I wonder if Sarah knows what is the top story today in the Crackpot News.
5: <laughs> I will give you three guesses. Okay. Is it uh, the trade with Brittany? Okay. Um I'll just go with mine. Is it uh, okay, not Celine, okay. Uh, dog, okay. I'm out. Uh, that's a bummer. Yeah.
2: The top story is that for the past two days, we have been doing the Rady Children's Giveathon. Thank you for your help. You heard us talking to families on Wednesday and Thursday. We're trying to raise money for Rady Children's Hospital. And, you know, we, we have this goal of getting a quarter million dollars. That's what we... That's what we shoot for. And we just never know if that's a realistic goal because COVID and inflation and people out of work and you know real problems. So we hope for a quarter million dollars. Your contributions yesterday, five hundred and thirty-five thousand plus dollars. <laughs> This says 535,000, 6, That's quite a lot, isn't it? 535,000,
5: 6, wow. I was reading the kids holding the balloons, and so I was writing all the numbers I saw. Huh. It's over way, way, um,
2: way over half a million, folks. Yeah, that's so safe. So good on you. <laughs> I know the people at Rady. And most importantly, the kids and the parents are really going to appreciate that. So great work, everybody. Teamwork. What about this Brittany Griner and these Russians and whatnot? What's going on?
5: Well, Paul Whelan is the U.S. retired Marine who was left behind when President Biden traded Russia's merchant of death for Brittany Griner. Whelan is serving a 16-year sentence for being accused of spying and is understandably upset that he's still locked up. He says... I'm greatly disappointed that more has not been done to secure my release. I was arrested for a crime that never occurred. I don't understand why I'm why I am still sitting here. He added that he's happy for Brittany um, and pointed out, but it's obvious that I'm being held hostage. He says his bags are packed. He just needs an airplane to come pick him up. But Biden says Russia wouldn't budge on Whelan. So he could not be a part of this deal. But he insisted that he and his administration are doing everything in their power to get him back.
3: Hmm.
2: It just does not look good for us, does it?
5: No, Russia wouldn't budge, so we did. However yeah, that.
2: and he's and he's telling everyone that Russia wouldn't budge, so we caved in. It's we like, so how about you just right? keep that inside the Oval Office? Don't tell everybody that we lost this negotiation. Mm-mm. Just keep it under your hat, Joe. Mm-mm. Come on, man. Yeah. What?
6: Come on, man. I just I love that you used his
5: phrase on him.
2: Yeah. What else do we have?
5: Um, earlier this week, we had a lot of stories about animals attacking humans. We yeah. had a coyote getting the little kid. Right. We had the raccoon going after the girl. Yes, we did. Uh, but thanks to Hall of Famer Pete for this story he sent our way, a Georgia sheepdog is recovering injuries after squaring off against a pack of coyotes, killing eight of them while he was protecting his herd his name is casper he's a sheepdog who works on a farm and he fought off more than half a dozen coyotes in a fight that lasted over half an hour
2: you're saying the sheepdog killed eight coyotes yes
5: Holy he took on a pack cow. of them the fight was going on for over half an hour but wow they, but then casper went off and disappeared for two days which is not good because you know when animals go wounds dis- yeah when they go yeah. on, or sometimes if they think they're dying they go off and they disappear His owners knew that he was hurt because they found parts of his tail and blood and other things. So they were were pretty worried. But Casper eventually returned to the farm where apparently it looked like a coyote grabbed his skin and peeled it right off. Here's his owner, John, talking about what happened during the attack and when he found Casper, number one.
2: You know, my dog, uh, Joe, would try and hump the coyotes. And I'm not sure that (laughs) might, the coyotes might be like, all right, we're out of here. We're not down for that, pal. But that's, that is my dog Joe's, that's his go-to move. Whether he's <laughs> frightened, aggressive, or happy, he humps. He's
5: an anxious humper.
2: And it's usually my poor dog, Frank, who's like 100 years old, and he's got <laughs> hips made out of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe gets up and vigorously humps away. Oh, poor Frank. Poor Frank. It's not easy on him. What am I playing? Are number, number one? Number one.
3: All
0: right. Afraid that they were going to attack me or anything, but they were focused on Casper. He just came out the fence here and killed more, and then they had a fight all up and down this creek. We were worried about him, and we put out a post on Facebook and let neighbors know. He just kind of looked at me like, boss, just stop looking at how bad I look. Just take care of me.
2: And what's the dog's name?
5: Casper. That Casper
2: is the new merchant of death.
5: Yeah, huh? Jeez,
2: eight coyotes.
5: I can't even imagine.
2: they got to get a a new collar for that dog with eight notches in his collar. Hell yeah. That is awesome.
5: The Lifeline Animal Project has stepped in to raise money for his hospital bills. They launched a GoFundMe page to cover $15,000 in bills. They already exceeded its goal, and they're going to use the remaining funds to help save future animal lives.
2: I saw a video of a mountain lion, walked into a house and grabbed the family dog, took it out on the patio. (laughs) Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. No. It's Attack of the Animals right now.
5: Yeah, it is, man.
2: Yeah, Mountain Lion walked walked into the house, grabbed the family's pet dog. And it was not a small dog. This is like a 60, 70-pound dog.
5: Holy crap!
2: Dragged him right out on the patio. Did it,
5: did it end bad?
2: It ended bad for the Mountain Lion.
5: Oh, oh good. Okay. Well, maybe not. Well, I don't know. What do you mean?
2: I just got a text from the mountain lion.
5: <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> sure. Root
2: against me. No. What I do. My,
5: my people were here first. <sighs> I know, but, yeah. but don't don't come in the house because then you're the bad guy. Yeah,
2: I know. It ends bad for someone Man, or something. It yeah. always does. It's yeah. too bad, but don't feed the animals, people. Don't do it.
5: I, I have not left a bowl of cat food out all week long. It's killing me. It's killing me, but I... Seeing the raccoon attack that little girl in her front house. Yeah, and the
2: coyote dragging that little girl away. That coyote was going to eat that child.
5: Yeah. The dingo ate my baby. I mean, that was the cry for
6: years. And now we know it's true.
2: All right. What else do we have?
5: Okay. Hawaii is having a big influx of visitors, thanks to the two volcanoes erupting right now. And native Hawaiians are upset because people keep throwing marshmallows at the lava. Volcanoes are considered sacred by a lot of people in Hawaii, so it's seen as very disrespectful. Yeah, no doubt. And the mayor of Hawaii's Big Island is scolding the people doing it. Um, This is number 1B, David.
2: Could we have any uglier tourists? (laughs) I mean, these volcanoes, this is a spiritual, deeply spiritual thing for these Polynesian people. And you got people coming in from the mainland throwing marshmallows on it like it's a big s'mores convention. Such morons. You know, it may not mean anything to you, but you could respect that they live there.
8: We have seen some stuff on social media. And one of these dopes
2: with a pocket full of marshmallows is going to slip. Mm-hmm. Whoop! And go into the. And that'll. Maybe that'll appease the volcano gods. Yeah. Get one dumb tourist. And the volcanoes will settle down.
8: We have seen some stuff on social media where people are bragging about going out there, putting marshmallows up by the flow. That's just really disrespectful for all Hawaiians, for us as as a culture. And, you know, that's terrible
1: stuff.
5: So he's now looking at upping the penalties for trespassing in those areas. The tourists who got caught uh, too close the lava this week, they're facing $500 in fines or up to 30 days in jail.
2: You know where I go to wash the lava? TV. You do? Yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. That's plenty for me. There's always someone who gets overcome by the poison gas or they slip into the lava puddle. Dopes.
5: Every time. Here's a new TikTok prank that I hope falls upon Boyer in the Costco parking lot very badly. Okay. The latest pranksters hang out in the parking lot and <laughs> they surround someone's car with shopping carts. Well, the person's inside and then they film their reaction. A lot of people get pissed and that makes it more funny. But, yeah. But it happened to a poor woman in Oklahoma. A hey, little old lady. Henrietta.
3: Oh, that's a little
2: she old. She
5: was lady, at a Walmart. Sure. She had
2: to be four hundred years old. She was They've been using Henrietta since the sixteen hundreds.
5: Adorable. She said she was scared when she came out because she didn't understand what was happening. It's the attack of the machines. (laughs) A couple of guys were there and they pranked her again by claiming that they worked at the store and that a manager, Dave, told them to do it. So she ran inside to find Dave. he, he, He didn't exist. Number two.
2: All right. Number two.
3: He kept saying his manager, Dave, told him to do that. So I turned around, went back into the store looking for this Dave. She's like, who are you? You don't work here. You don't work here. And both of them kept saying, yes, we do. Yes, we do. We were hired this morning.
4: These two individuals are known by the PD. We've had other incidents with them, and they've been trespassed from other properties.
3: And they want to catch people saying ugly things. When I decided to take
5: their picture, they were like, oh, we forgot to say cheese. I wish they would just go get a real job.
1: Mm.
5: Oh, you such a dick, David. Totally agree. Henrietta went on to warn copycats that if you do something like this to the wrong person, there could be trouble.
2: I love it when there's trouble. I saw a kid do this at the hardware store. He walked up behind some guy and screamed in his ear. That was the little TikTok challenge. And the guy turned right around, put him in a headlock and dropped him right down on the (laughs) cement floor. And this kid squealed like a stuck pig. The instant the guy turned around, this kid was squealing and crying for his mother. Oh, that's
0: beautiful. And this
2: guy put him in a headlock and dropped him like he was a bag of feathers (laughs) and told him exactly why up close and very explicitly why he should never, ever do that. And it was awesome.
5: That is the best.
2: Punks. (laughs) What would you do, boy? You walk out in your car surrounded by shopping carts.
6: I just drive off. I would get my way in push them out of the way with my giant bumper you would uh you damage the you'd damage you'd push them out of the way yeah
2: yeah hmm. hmm you'd cause damage to the store's property
6: well i i would not i would uh, drive in a fashion that did not cause damage
2: I well you're drive gonna be over the top of them but you'd be pushing them they might be then now propelled on their own and crash into other people's cars i mean that's kind of dangerous or reckless maybe
6: yeah. I... Tell me
2: what you would really do. Okay. <laughs> don't don't tell me you pretend. I'm a All tough right. guy thing. Tell me what you would really do. We entertained you for a All little right. bit. Now tell me the truth.
6: I I'd, I'd move as few of them as necessary to get out. Yeah.
2: Grumbling. Yeah.
5: Cussing. God, I would love to. I just. I would just
2: it's wrong. That. The whole prank is wrong, and we don't like any of them, unless they're happening to Chris Boyer. <laughs> and make sure you get lots of people shooting from different angles, because we want, we want lots of viewpoints on it. Speaking of Chris Boyer, did I hear that his his new reading of Twas the Night Before Christmas is published now?
5: Twas the Night Before Chris Boyer's Christmas ah, is published on our social media. That's a
2: very special reading, isn't it? The
5: DSC Show or 101KGB.com. It is not safe for work. I'm going to give you that warning. You will...
6: It's not safe for anywhere.
5: It's not safe for anywhere. Well, unless you work as a hooker, that might be okay, right? And I also posted some outtakes because it was not um, a once-through. Oh, you couldn't get through
2: it. Oh, you're, you know what? You're you're pulling the curtain back now on the Wizard of Oz. I was all impressed with his one-take read.
5: It's just too good.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh Okay. Very good. Yeah. Chris Boyer has his own interpretation of "Twas the Night Before Christmas." You can forget about you know little tots and sugar plums and you know bowl full of cherries and all that kind of stuff
5: uh
2: uh this is a triple x rated night before christmas
5: yes.
2: not a scurrilous individuals running around in boyer's imagination it's pretty dark pretty huh. dirty see it at 101kgb.com uh huh all right oh and what else did i put up there oh uh, someone someone who's a good editor had some fun with the interrogation scene of a few good men
5: it's like a sing-along now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise interrogating Jack, Nicholas, or Nicholson, I mean, and a few good men. It's been, it's got a whole new twist, too. Check that out. They're all at 101kgb.com. What else do we have?
5: Livestock farmers in New Zealand are mad over a proposed fart tax. Ugh. A yeah, fart tax. Yeah. Which would force farmers to pay taxes over the methane release when their animals burp and f- I wonder how they measure it. So here's one farmer from a recent rally protesting the tax um, number 3. Hold on. What?
2: Yeah, those guys are making lamb chops down there. Some of the best lamb chops in the world. And some do-gooders want to tax them on the farting animals, huh?
5: Yes, no idea how they're going to measure that, I'd but they'll s- probably won't even measure it. Just be like, oh, you have animals? Here's
2: you flat, think so, right, huh? You know? Just levy some willy-nilly tax on these Sounds
5: farmers. Sounds like they could. Hmm. All right. A local sword swallower from right here in San Diego really? was hospitalized after an awful accident during his show that involved multiple blades.
2: Did he... uh Swallow something sharp
5: and then sneeze. (laughs)
2: Hiccups. (laughs) Oh, that's bad. That's the worst
5: time to get a sneeze. Oh, can you imagine? He swallowed lots of things sharp. Here's Scott Nelson talking about what went wrong during his act that caused the horrible injuries. Number four.
1: I swallowed five swords at once. But what had happened is I let go of the bunch too soon and they scissored out inside of me, which means some of the blades... Went in different directions. Mm.
2: That's a real challenge for a sword swallower, isn't it? You don't think about these things.
5: No, but luckily he's doing much better. And uh, during his recovery, he plans on taking sword swallowing out of his act. He will be not returning to that trick.
2: Do you think there are people who really do run a razor? Because I've seen the guys. They'll show you their sword is razor sharp and then they run it down their throat. Yeah. And I always think, ah, oh, it curls up inside their mouth or something like that. But do you think there are actually people who know how to run a sword down into their gullet?
5: Besides the fact that I'm an extremely gullible person, and we all know this, I still believe that, yes, there are. And I feel like I've seen an x-ray, you know, someone standing in front of an x-ray and doing it well, or something like that.
2: You cannot fake that, especially know. at a magic show. Saw... Everything's real at a magic show.
5: Sometimes it could be <laughs> I saw a picture
2: of his insides. Yeah. Well, that's it then.
1: (laughs) All right. What else do we have?
5: Um, A Canadian man had unwanted online charges to his account because, listen to this, Boyer, his one-year-old dog decided to chew on his PlayStation controller, which started triggering purchases. No. Here's David Murphy talking about his puppy, Zoe. And when those charges started racking up, number five.
1: I have a one-year-old lab shepherd and who likes to uh, get into things that are left alone. So this all started with things being very quiet. So I went to check on her, and she had uh, did a number on one of my PlayStation controllers. I go back to my desk, and I get these email alerts start popping up. Thank you for your purchase. And uh, I go on with support. And they're like, yeah, sir, this was... Ordered from your console. They confirmed the serial number. I'm like, this is impossible. It's just me and my dog here.
2: Tell me what the dog is ordering, and then I'll decide if I believe it or not. <laughs> because if it was like coffee stirrers and coffee filters, and I was like, all right, the dog did it. But if it's like a, a gross of butt plugs <laughs> and other dirty things like that, I don't think your wife is going to fall for the dog playing PlayStation mm. excuse. hmm
5: Well, luckily for that guy, PlayStation bought his excuse, so they did end up uh, agreeing to reverse all the charges. Hmm. Um, My fellow scientists think that they finally figured out why we get sick more often in the winter. It is all our noses' fault. Your nose is the main entry point for viruses, and it turns out that cold air affects how well the immune systems in there can fight them off. So when a virus gets into your nose, billions of immune cells start to scramble and attack it. But the study found out that it happens less and less the colder it gets. They did a study where they exposed a bunch of people to some air, 40-degree air for 15 minutes, and they found that dropping the temperature inside their nose by just 9 degrees – killed almost half of those virus-fighting immune cells. So that means that when cold air gets in, your immunity drops. So um, viruses have an easier time replicating and you're more likely to get
2: That's a dirty trick. Yeah, it is. Thank you, Sarah and all your scientist friends. That's what we do, David. What are you going to have coming up for us in round two of the Crackpot News?
5: The most heartbreaking video and audio from Celine mm. Dion I have ever heard of from her in my life. Wait until you hear what she's been diagnosed with. Uh, Time Magazine has their Person of the Year. And Jennifer Lawrence needs to start apologizing to every action actress in Hollywood right now. We're
2: going to do a news quiz in round two here?
5: We sure are, David. What are we giving away today? Uh, We have a pair of tickets to Sky Show. Oh,
2: I know, Sky Show. That's a lot of fun. That's going to be at the Holiday Bowl this year, December 28th. In fact, Monday here on the DSC Show, we have some very exciting Holiday Bowl news for you. Don't miss out. Monday morning, exciting Holiday Bowl news here on this DSC Radio Show. We'll have round two and your Sky Show tickets, which, of course, include your football tickets. Coming up next... For the first person who can correctly answer Sarah's news quiz question. Alright, we're in round two. The crackpot news, which often includes a news quiz. I think we got Sky Show tickets for you. Sky Show and Holiday Bowl. Nice little combo. Did you hear, by the way, Sky Show has not only come back, but it's moved. Our former home of... Uh, Falcom Stadium got blowed up. Blowed up, sir! <laughs> so we moved downtown to Petco Park, and we will be the post-game festivities after the Holiday Bowl on December 28. So you get a ticket for that, you're, you're good for the game and Sky Show. And it's a new and improved Sky Show this year. New technology is coming in. So I'll have tickets for you that coming up here at the end on a news quiz. If you're able to sidestep the bandits, what else are we talking about in the news today?
5: Oh, Celine Dion has mm. revealed that she is suffering from a serious disorder that makes people unable to walk, talk, or even sing. Number six. This is Celine. Yeah.
1: Diagnosed with a very rare neurological disorder called the stiff person syndrome, which affects something like one in a million people. This is what's been causing all of the spasms that I've been having. Difficulties when I walk and not allowing me to use my vocal cords to sing the way I'm used to. I won't be ready to restart my tour in Europe in February. I have a great team of doctors to help me get better and my precious children who are supporting me and giving me hope. I want to thank you so much For your encouraging wishes of love and support on my social media. Take care of yourselves. Be well. I love
5: you guys so much. And I really hope I can see you again real soon. Hmm. It's a heartbreaker. Yeah. So as it worsens, stiff person syndrome usually leaves sufferers as human statues where they're unable to walk, talk. Scene, I never heard of such a thing. And it locks their bodies into rigid positions. You got to see her message. It's a little bit longer than that. You just, you got to see her get through it. It's just, just rips your heart out. But it's at 101kgb.com. I don't her like her these,
2: message. I don't I don't like these, uh, these new syndromes that people are getting. We had Justin Bieber earlier this year. His whole face got cooked up on one side. Yes. And uh, it was very cool of him to show us what was going on with him. It's a very personal struggle, but he showed people what was happening. And here's Celine Dion with these rare exotic diseases. I don't like this.
5: Uh-uh. How scary does her sound? You just know it's coming. There's no cure for this. Hmm. It starts with spasms, and then slowly you're just going to start. Your body's going to lock in place. Ugh. Our hearts go out to Celine. That's awful. Yep.
2: All right. What else?
5: Time Magazine named it the person of the year, and they chose.
2: Chris Boyer. Yes. Of course they did. Chris Boyer, Time Magazine Man of the Year.
5: Once again, they did not. God. Still, no. Maybe next year, cross his fingers. Hold your breath, please. They chose <laughs> Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky. Who? Who? Volodymyr. Who's that? Volodymyr Zelensky?
2: Who's that? Who's that? I, I never heard of right. this guy. Uh, Who uh, is he? <laughs> uh,
5: Zombomb. Zombomb. <laughs> the magazine says Zelensky's success as a wartime leader, has uh, relied on the fact that courage is contagious. It spread through Ukraine's political leadership in the first days of the invasion, and everyone realized that the president stuck around. So instead of running for their lives, many Ukrainians grabbed whatever weapons they could find, and they ran to defend their towns and cities against invading forces armed with tanks and attack helicopters. He
2: is very impressive. This Zelensky,
5: everyone fell in love with him. Yep, right away.
2: He has really rallied his country. A David and Goliath fight that they have. David it's, Le- it's pretty impressive. I don't know what he gets for this, other than a copy of Time magazine framed in his office. Yeah. But uh, he certainly is. He certainly is worthy of. I'll say it. Eclipsing my dear Chris Boyer this year.
5: Mm. Maybe he can give Sean Penn, you know, an autograph cover. Of well, he's got. He's got to, he's got to magazine, ship that Oscar you know?
2: back to Tom. back it's- to. Sean. Uh, Sean Penn, yeah. Sean, don't forget, <laughs> went uh, traipsing over to Ukraine to give Zelensky his Oscar that he won for Dead Man Walking or whatever well, to the, help him fight the war.
5: It wasn't a full givesy, though, because he wants it back. Yeah. Remember? He mm-hmm. was like, hang on to this. Don't don't dent it. Don't scratch it.
2: Yeah. Hold on to it and use it. You know, in case any Russians get here in your office, you can club them on the head with it. <laughs> but try not to get any blood or guts on
5: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes nope. down about Dope. It. David Letterman traveled to Ukraine in October to interview Zelensky for his Netflix show. My next guest needs no introduction. So that episode is gonna drop on Monday. Okay, everyone forgets that Ashton Kutcher has a twin brother. I mean, I know this, but every time I see it, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. But they're not identical. And his twin, Michael, suffers from cerebral cerebral palsy. Ashton has commented in the past that his adolescence was very difficult and um he just His was, or his brothers. His, because he I know it's very like me, 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 but he was always coming home to find out bad news about his twin brother because his brother's condition just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And it even came to the point where he needed a heart transplant to survive. And only recently is Ashton confessing that on more than one occasion, he thought about committing suicide Ashton says that he wanted to fix his brother's heart, and if anyone was a match for Michael, oh, it would be him. I see. So he got so serious about it one time, Ashton says his father had to stop him while he was trying to jump off a balcony of a building.
2: Well, that's not how you do it. Come on.
5: That's not the right way? Mm-hmm. You're going to break that You're heart. You're
2: going to smash up the heart. Oh. No, that's not yeah, how you donate no. a heart.
5: no. Well, yeah. you know, Ashton um, had a plan a backup plan to major in biochemical engineering with the dream of finding a cure for his brother's disease.
2: Now that went right out the window. It yep. sure did. Yeah, instead we'll do punked. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Almost the same thing.
5: Luckily, his brother was able to receive a heart transplant. That's good. And it was a complete success. That's great. So He is alive and well today.
2: Now, Ashton Kutcher has some sort of condition or illness that he was talking about this week. Did you hear that?
5: It probably was in the same interview, and I did not get to that part. I'll tell you what it is in one second. Here. Okay. Jennifer Lawrence made a statement to Variety that she's going to need to backpedal on. She said, I remember doing Hunger Games. I came out clumped. Hunger Games. Nobody ever put a woman in the lead of an action movie because it wouldn't work. Because we were told girls and boys can both identify with a male lead, but boys cannot identify with a female lead. And it didn't take long for people to call her out. For being super wrong on this one, because before Jennifer, you might remember Sigourney Weaver in Alien movies, Linda Hamilton in the Terminator franchise, Angelina Jolie as Laura Croft, Mila Yokovic in uh, Resident Evil, Uma Thurman, Bill, I mean, on and on and on. You can go back even further than that to the 70s reference Boyer might appreciate, Pam Greer.
2: Yep. Foxy Brown. Yep. Wonder Woman. Come on.
5: So many more. So Jayla will most likely. What was she thinking? Was she drunk? I don't know. She does enjoy cocktails here and there, but uh, quite normally, the miss. She,
2: she's normally not a dope like that.
5: Quite the miss.
2: Uh, Ashton Kutcher has a thing called vasculitis, and it just makes you basically feel like crap all the time. So oh, he's God, got that sucks. he's got some challenges as well. That's gotta be rough. Yeah,
5: I think you're gonna like this next story, Dan. All right. <laughs> Joe Rogan has issued a challenge to The Rock: admit you are on steroids, dude. Or how about this challenge? Drop dead. <laughs> I'm so sick of that. Not that extreme yet, but he's still calling oh. him out. On a recent episode of his podcast, Rogan mm. said, the rock should come clean right now. There's not an effing chance in hell that he's not clean. Not a chance in hell as big as the rock is at 50. He is so massive, and he's so different than when he was 30. Rogan said that other actors are secretly juicing, too. He said there was a well, guy... Well, that makes
2: it not a secret if he knows it.
5: Well, he said there was a guy who recently got super jacked up for a superhero role and he did a friend of joe's podcast where he told him before the podcast i'll talk about anything but do not ask me about drugs it was the number one thing he didn't want to talk about
2: well someone talked about it
5: and joe kept talking because while he didn't directly accused them he name dropped chris hemsworth and hugh jackman who Mm. pointed out that they both got super jacked up for their superhero roles so now there's speculation they are huge these
2: these men are huge
5: Mm -hmm. so joe wants the rock to admit it margot and what's the rock
2: going to do about that
5: not a damn thing take
2: a video playing a little princess game with his daughter cry Buy a box of lollipops at 7-Eleven. Something sweet and cute that makes women go, oh, yes. you're so
5: adorable. He does such good things.
2: Roid freak. All right. I don't know that to be true. I'm just taking Joe Rogan's word for it. What else do we have?
5: Margot Robbie yeah. is responsible for one of her new movies, Most Memorable Moments, according to uh, one source. Margot and Brad have an upcoming movie together called Babylon, and Margot revealed that her kiss with Brad wasn't even in the script. She just went for it and improvised it. Margo says that she thought, what else am I going to get the chance to kiss Brad Pitt? I'm just mm-hmm. going to go for it. So apparently the director loved it and said, yeah, it makes sense for those two characters to kiss in this scene. So, okay, let's do it again. More takes. You know what else let's makes do sense, it again.
2: Margo? For take all your clothes off. That makes a lot of sense right now.
5: Maybe it's in the movie. Not sure yet. Haven't seen it. Babylon will premiere on December 23rd.
2: All right. Thank you, Sarah. It is time for the Crackpot News Quiz. Now, you remember what's on the line here. Precious tickets to KGB Sky Show. At Petco Park. Our first time blowing up Petco. Last time we did a Sky Show, we completely blew up Qualcomm Stadium. That's all gone now. Our next target is Petco Park this December 28th. I'll get you tickets if you're the first one to answer our news quiz. Hello, you're on the DSE. Do you want to be on our news quiz?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
8: on a morning BS show <laughs> with me, DJ Jackson
3: Flash. Stay tuned for some BS.
2: Is he trying was he trying to hit the post or something like that? Like, I think he A C D C? Yeah.
5: Where the hell?
2: <laughs> Hello, you're on the DSE. Do you want to be on our news quiz? I do. Here we go. Um
5: who announced that they have been diagnosed with stiff person syndrome?
3: Celine Dion. That's right. You win!
2: That's right. And uh, we will see you now on December 28th at SDCCU's holiday bowl at Petco Park with Oregon and North Carolina. We're gonna end that game with a bang. KGB Sky Show lights up the downtown skyline. Right at the end of the game, we're gonna hook you up. Can't look. Can't. Uh, can't wait to see you out there. What's your name?
3: Melissa.
2: All right, Melissa. We're gonna have a lot of fun. And uh, you hold on. We'll hook you up with your tickets. Okay. Thank you.
1: All good things must come to an end.
7: It's over. Nothing is over. Nothing. You just don't turn it off!
1: It's the retirement of the DSC.
3: 101.5 KGB. Ah.
2: Music to everyone's ears on Friday mornings. The tradition that heals, soothes, brings warring nations together. Indeed, it's the Chris Boyer featurette. We don't really care what he's talking about as long as he's talking. <laughs> like Honey in My Ears. Indeed, the Chris Boyer featurette is a moment where we pause and look at things that happened this week in history, or possibly they didn't happen at all. It doesn't really matter as long as we give you the author, the creator, the voice of the Chris Boyer featurette. Here's Chris Boyer.
6: Thank you, David. Shut the up. Oh yes, it is a Friday. It is a time to listen back to some of the great things that made history this week on or near our magnificent planet Earth. It was this week in 1844 that Dr. Horace Wells of Hartford, Connecticut, had a tooth extracted. Ah, but wait, he became the first to receive anesthetic for the dental procedure, and as an award, his dentist was rewarded with a little plaque. Yeah, <laughs> 1936, this week. Britain's King Edward VIII gave up the English throne so that he could marry American divorcee Wallace Warfield Simpson. She must have been one really good piece of ass. It was 1953 with an investment of $7,600. Hugh Hefner published the very first Playboy magazine. No date on the cover because he thought, what the heck, there probably won't be a second issue. Included in this first issue, a classic nude calendar photo of actress Marilyn Monroe. And making possible, turning a group of blondes into a mobile sperm bank, it is the Ball-Bearing Roller Skate, patented this week in 1884. We celebrate that on the feature act. 1969, the Rolling Stones staged a rock concert at Altamont Speedway in Livermore, <laughs> California. 300,000 fans showed up. The Stones hired the Hells Angels for security. Fans were beaten and one person was stamped and stabbed to death by the Hells Angels during the show. And you thought those TSA agents were tough. 1868 this week, the very first American bicycle school opened in New York City. The hardest thing about learning to ride a bike is the pavement. 1933, drinkers toasted the end of Prohibition in the U.S., it had been 14 years between legal drinks. The 21st Amendment to the US Constitution repealed the 18th, which had prohibited all booze. 1950, uh, I'm sorry, uh, 1951, the first push-button controlled garage opened in Washington DC. A single attendant without entering the car could automatically park or return an auto to and from the park-o-mat in less than a minute. But finally, we celebrate this great event in history! Brush the dough with oil and sauce, then top with cheese and meats, into the oven made bubbly warm and boxed up to hit the streets. 30 minutes from phone to table, else the molten pie be free. Was the original promise made by executive decree? Always delicious every bite. Would be a shame for you to waste it. The gynecologist and delivery boy can see and smell but not taste it. In 1960, and Domino's Pizza was founded by Tom Monahan in Ypsilanti, Michigan. We celebrate a delicious box with goodness inside on the feature eight. The 101. Yeah!
1: of DSC,
3: Five shows to
2: go. All right, Sarah, let's enjoy
5: one more time
2: the fun things we did on this Friday morning DSE radio show.
5: Well, thank you to all of our amazing DSE listeners who helped us raise over half a million dollars wow. in two days for Rady Children's Hospital. And sorry for your twenty-five thousand dollar contribution matching hours, Lord Family. You have been denied the DNC Hall of Fame. Thanks to Boyer and Chainsaw. The
3: doors are closed.
5: Slammed. Yeah. Uh, if you're calling someone's business number, shouldn't you clear your voicemail box so it's not full? Yeah, it looks sloppy. But apparently, some people say this is the new thing. Voicemail is dying, and people don't even want to leave voicemails anymore. They want their mailbox full, so they don't have to deal with your message. Right. Uh, don't even get Boyer started on this, who says he doesn't want a voicemail ever, but his voicemail starts off by saying, please leave a message. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Got it all set up for you. <laughs> I hate me. The-
5: uh, is it better to get something rather than walk away and get nothing when it comes to the Brittany Griner trade with Russia? Um, That's where I'm going to enter there. <laughs>
3: so. What's ha- what happened? <laughs> That's
5: where my note ends right there. So well, I think you... that was a no. We were we we're overall not happy, although it is a human life. So it
2: depends on who you ask. It just depends. Yeah.
5: yeah. Very heated subject right yeah, now. It sure is. Oh, man. We heard from listener Amy. She's got a snooping mother-in-law. Mm. Goes through her stuff when they're not home. So Amy left a fake pregnancy test in her bathroom trash can and then started Getting calls from all the family congratulating her on her big, exciting news. So, yeah, she caught her mother-in-law snooping. And uh, her husband will not take her side, though. Her husband is upset that she deceived her mother and hurt him with all this. So Chainsaw says, give your husband a month to come around and take your side or get out of there. I give you three months. I think Chainsaw's that's very fair. hard
2: line today. Yes, very hard line.
5: He sure was. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Chainsaw's side but I would give him three months and then somewhere in their boy said fake an abortion
2: that's right <laughs> Yeah. fake the pregnancy fake the abortion Yeah. a receipt right is that something a you get receipt. when you're when they flip the when they flip the credit card reader around would you like a receipt yeah and they, they email paper ask you for a
6: tip as well mm. like,
3: okay would
6: you like to tip the abortionist
3: thing? all right
5: then it was time for Family Feud for Metallica tickets. Chainsaw and his Merkin were on their way to almost a perfect strikeout. And Gherkin. His, his Gherkin, Gherkin
2: is <laughs> He didn't know his hair from a pickle. <laughs>
5: Coke. It was mostly a battle between Boyer and myself, but Boyer ultimately kicked my ass today. And yeah, he, he won did. those Metallica yeah. tickets for Steven.
2: I could tell he came to play today.
5: Yeah, he I'm did. here. But finally, David. Yeah. We had day seven of our 12 Days of Christmas with Scott and his little Caleb. And at first, we had almost $6,000 for him. But then, Sully called in and brought it over $8,000. And a few people called in wanting to give him a job or an interview. So, it was just so magical and wonderful. And we love our listeners so much. Thank you.
2: Day eight will be on Monday. And Monday starts the last week. This is it, folks the final countdown. We'll see you Monday. Love your show. 18 plus.